0: You have killed her. Kaladin couldn't sleep. He knew he should sleep. He lay in his dark barrack room, surrounded by familiar stone, comfortable for the first time in days. A soft pillow. A mattress as good as the one he'd had back home in Hearthstone. His body felt wrung out, like a rag after the washing was done. He'd survived the chasms and brought Shalon home safely. Now... He needed to sleep and heal. You have killed her. Heroes of Presents, Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive Podcast. Book 2, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 76 and 77 of Words of Radiance. This is now the Sanderlanch, which means you'll be getting two episodes a week um, for the next month until we're done the book. Um, I really hope that you enjoy the fast-paced listening that you're that you're going to get because um, we, really, we really enjoy reading more, which is great. Um, if you haven't uh, uh, caught up to this point yet, make sure that you're all caught up on your episodes and on your reading. We wouldn't want you to be left behind and miss all the fun. So, please do enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And it's the fucking Sander Lynch, baby.
1: Woo! Oh, yeah. And and here's Jack. It's Jack! <laughs> it's the Sander Lynch. And Jack is now drowning in the Sander Lynch. And he's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he um, has
0: his phone on location mode so we can find him in the piles <laughs> of snow being
1: buried in the Sandelands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I well, I am already we are already covered and smothered in this first chapter of the Sandelands. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Well, we were just talking off air and we had to stop because we were <sighs> yeah, we, we had were so to stop cuz we're yeah. like why are we talking? Why and are I, we talking? We we, we, right. we need to press record and and let's jump into this. I said to you every chapter from now on is
0: just a fucking awesome chapter. Like it just the hits keep coming, bro.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. The yeah. hits are going to keep coming. <laughs> uh, this whole this whole idea of the weeping, you know, we mentioned it earlier in other pod in other pods. There's just there's no way that that I am coming out of this like unscathed. There's going to be something big happen. Um I already mentioned my fears about Adelin being on the chopping block because of the potential uh, um um Love triangle, if you will, between Kaladin, mm-hmm. um, and him and Shalom. There's a little
0: bit of uh, of hinting at that in this chapter too, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. big time. Like yeah. it's not even
1: hinting; it's full on. Like yeah. he's he is attracted to her. Yeah, and she. But, but he, but he admits what well, I. It's I love it. He says, "But I, I genuinely like Adolin." Yeah, he like says I, something I like and, I wouldn't have they, thought. And but... they do, and and they are right for each other. And then I think in the text it says something like, "They they fit." they're a good fit and he says perhaps that's what i uh am railing against or am upset about is the right. fact that that these two people actually work and fit together right and i i haven't found that
0: right it's a little jealous a little bit yeah
1: yeah so um well let's just let's go into it this is yeah. chapter uh, seventy six. Uh the beginning of the Sanderlanch for the Words of Radiance. The Hidden this is, Blade. This is titled The Hidden Blade, Ooh, yes. yeah. And this is perfectly titled. I think so too. I love I love this this chapter um because it it just speaks to something that has been in the works for many chapters mm-hmm. ever since ever since Kaladin, you know, confronted um Dalinar with the accusation
0: yeah all the way back then and he was like he doesn't all believe the way me back
1: like dalinar's been playing the long game here right yeah. and i kind of had a, a like a hunch about something like that that um in some way dalinar might do something like this i but i i it didn't unfold how i thought necessarily mm-hmm. but i was pleasantly surprised that that I think I get maybe like a half mark for my, for my hunch or something like that. Maybe we'll, we'll we'll grade that at the end (laughs) of the season, but um, I wanted to point
0: out that I, I tried to make sure that we revisited some of this stuff as we went along because in my first read Mm. and even subsequent readings after this, I was very confused about this whole subplot with Borden, the blade and Amram. I didn't know how it connected. And for my own Reasons I had to make sure that I was pointing it out as we were recording. I went even so far as to go back and read some passages from old chapters as they came up because I wanted to make sure that I was clear. And I, I hope that that helped you f- kind of like follow along this thread, right?
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like it—it uh, it is kind of convoluted, so maybe we can unpack it together sure. um, uh, now. But this... This beginning quote is from the diagram. Yeah.
0: How do you like that? So I
1: like, I like that. That's a little treat for me. So Mm -hmm. what's really curious is how there's no punctuation. No,
0: it's a stream of consciousness, right? Just
1: like, it's just a stream Yeah, words. Yeah. So it just, it just reads like, they will come. You cannot stop their oaths. Look for those who survive when they should not. That pattern will be your clue.
0: And we've already read these words before. Mm-hmm. We read mm-hmm. them when Ta- Vangian said them to himself when he was trying to right. think of um, who could be the surge binder that Zeth fought. He said those exact mm-hmm. words to himself. Actually, right. he didn't say them to himself. He thought them because they're in italics in the chapter. They will come. You cannot stop their oaths. And that's when he says, the bridgeman. So it's really cool right. that it comes back again. He, he They proved to us though the words that he was thinking are part of the diagram, which is great.
1: And now Teravangian is actively looking for a story within those Bridgemen. Right, right. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is so cool. Um, you have killed her, is how this chapter begins. Kaladin couldn't sleep. He's in his dark barrack room. He's got a soft pillow and a mattress, which which he thinks is almost as good or as good as the one that he used back in back at home in mm-hmm. Hearthstone. He had survived the chasms and brought Shalon home, but he keeps um hearing this voice, this this haunting uh voice in his head saying, You have killed her. Right. It's the um... Which of course presumably came from the Stormfather. Right, right. Right. His leg wound was throbbing inside of his bandage. And um his father would have been pleased though with the camp surgeons. They they had apparently done a good job. Mm-hmm. After showering him with praise and enthusiasm, the men of bridge four had gone to join the army for the expedition along with all of the other bridge crews. So they only a going. small force from bridge four would remain behind to guard the king. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is why <laughs> I think in the weeping, we could be facing a lot of loss in the bridgemen.
0: Well, they're all, they're all out there. And you, you posited that yeah. you're like, oh, I don't think that Kaladin's going to end up getting left behind, but he's clearly getting left behind here. No.
1: You know, I still, well, okay. So if we, if we pause to, to sort of get my, my take on that. So Kaladin has too much on his back. He's got, again, he's got a heavy bridge to carry. Right. And that is, do I go with, De- with Dalinar? Out onto, out onto the plains be, and be a part of this expedition, regardless of what he thinks mm-hmm. uh, with regards to my health uh, after the chasms. Um, or do I take care of another potentially dangerous situation with the king, because right, Moash right. has been left to guard the king? Right? And it's like the perfect opportunity, right? So he is completely split down the middle. Mm-hmm. What do I do? I can't be in both places at once, right. And that's a really, really, in my opinion, a masterful way to write this story. Yeah. Is to give Kaladin that absolute, you are going to lose in one of these scenarios. Right. And And that's my prediction. I I don't know what's going to happen. No, for sure. But but there's some way this is not going to turn out. Dude, and he's only like twenty-five percent of the
0: man he used to be. I'm twenty-five percent of the man I used to be. (laughs) Little stone to pilots there for you. Um but yeah with his leg busted up the way it is he like he can't he can't fight. (sighs) He can barely walk over he needs, he needs Lopin to walk over and meet the bridge four in this chapter.
1: I know. He can't even
0: walk properly.
1: That was one of my greatest uh, little tiny highlights is when he asks Lopin for help to stand up when Dalinar is coming close because he had to salute. Right. That's
0: so great. And he required so Lopin's
1: help in order to salute. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, so bridge four, a small part of them are remaining to be with the king. So he finds his spear. He pulls himself up. His leg is flaring with immediate pain. He'd taken fathom bark for the pain and it was working, but he'd refused to take the fire moss, which the surgeons had tried to give him. His father had an opinion, I guess, about fire moss, saying that it was too addictive. Mm -hmm. So he he wouldn't take it. So again, it speaks to Kaladin's character. He's not interested in addictive um, substances. He's not an abuser or doesn't want to go down that, 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 that. Kind of gets that from his
0: dad too, right?
1: Sure. Um, So to the door, shoves it open, steps out into the sunlight, notices that there's no clouds, but the weeping, the worst part of the year it was coming. Four weeks of ceaseless rain and gloom. It was a light year, so not even a high storm would be in the middle of it. Just misery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kaladin longed for the storm within. I like that. I almost. I wish, that, I wish that it said that he missed Syl. He wandered her back. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we know um, he does. He doesn't have to say it. It's an un... Uh, uh, he doesn't need to say An it. it's unwritten... Unspoken
1: longing. Mm-hmm. Hey, Gansho, says Lopin. You need something? <laughs> Let's go watch the army leave, Kaladin says. You're not supposed to be walking, I think. I'll be fine, says Kaladin. Why don't you glow a bit, gone and just heal that problem, says Lopin. Right. Kaladin had prepared a lie. Something about not wanting to alert the surgeons by healing too quickly, but he couldn't force out this lie, not to a member of Bridge Four. Right. That's another one of my highlights. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, he tells Lopin the truth. He says, I've lost the ability, Lopin. Syl has left me. Yeah. I this this is giving me goosebumps. I love the fact that he could not lie to Bridge Four. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And uh and, and Lopen is
0: part of that inner circle that he trains with, right? So like he's even yeah. closer to Lopen than he is
1: at some of these other guys. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this is really cool. It's a very serious moment, but I'm glad that Mr. Sanderson lightened it up for us. Um still has left me. Well, maybe you should buy her something nice says lopen (laughs) buy something nice for a spren asks Kaladin. yeah like i don't know like a nice plant maybe or a new hat yes a hat might be cheap she's small if a tailor tries to charge a full price for a hat that small you thump him real good (laughs) that's the most ridiculous piece of advice i've ever been given says Kaladin. You should rub yourself with curry and go prancing through the camp, sing, uh, singing horn eater lullabies," says Lopin. "What?" says Kaladin. <laughs> "Well, you see, now the bit about that—the uh, hat being the... No, sorry. Now the bit about the hat is only the second most ridiculous piece of advice you've ever been given. So you should try it. Women like hats. I have this cousin who makes them. I can ask her. You might not even need to the actual hat, just the spread of the hat. That'll make it even cheaper." You're a very special kind of weird, Lopen. Of course, I am gone. There's only one of me. Right. I just love this. This is just classic Lopen. Yeah. Uh, of course, he's got a cousin that can make hat. He's got right. a haberdashery. It doesn't even need a hat. Is the it a hat? Is it, is a, ha- a hat? Ha- a hat yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the the, the, <laughs> the, the hattery or uh, uh, it, Hatteries
0: are known as haberdasheries? Yeah. But I would rather call okay. them hat bedasheries just because it's hilarious.
1: Hat <laughs> <Hot> Yeah. <bedasheries. laughs> But of course he has a cousin. Of course he yeah. does. I got a cousin for yeah, that. Yeah, who can make a hat. But if anybody's going to charge you a lot to make a hat that small, you could thump him. You thump his skull. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Lopin's like part of the mafia. I got a guy for that. I know a guy.
1: I got a guy for that, yeah. yeah. I, I got a cousin for that. Um, yeah, th- this, this was good to lighten it up. Um, as they're walking through camp, though, the place seemed hollow. Empty barracks after empty barracks. Mm-hmm. And Kaladin's thinking, I've got torn torn muscles, bind the leg, ward against infection, keep the subject from putting weight on it. Further tearing could lead to a permanent limp. He's hearing his father's instructions mm-hmm. over and over in his yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. Lopin says, do you want to get a palanquin? Those are for women, says Kaladin. Ain't nothing wrong with being a woman, Gancho. Some of my relatives are women. <laughs> of course they some, are, some says of them. Kaladin. Yeah, some of them are women, yeah. It always relates back to his family. You know what? Maybe that's the thing that we all have to learn and, and think about with Lopin. It all comes back to family for him. Right. Yeah. A lot of these. That's maybe why why the cousin thing comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. It just reminds us, you know.
0: And a lot of these stories have this like element of chosen family, right? Like this the theme mm-hmm. of chosen family. And, and I mean, Bridge Four is absolutely a chosen family. So,
1: Oh, yeah. Caledon had heard men telling jokes about how stupid herdasians were. But Lopin could talk rings around those men. Of course, half of Lopin's own jokes were about Herdasians, and he seemed to find those extra funny, I love this. Yeah. This continues, it it continues to develop what people think of Herdasians, people like Lopin. Right. So they think that they're stupid. Right. But Kaladin disagrees, Mm -hmm. and Kaladin knows that he can talk circles around them. And what's more is that these jokes that, that he likes telling the most are jokes about, about himself, about his own people. Right. Which means that Lopin can take a joke.
0: And it's also like, he's also uh, amplifying the stereotype about Mm Herdasians. I think it's like a really, really cool, sneaky way of being able to keep themselves under the radar. Yeah. Of course we're stupid. Gancho. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're not as smart yeah. as you, think, you we think we are, kind of thing. Yeah. And wink, wink. when yeah. in reality, like Tal says, he could talk circles around some of these dinks. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Herdasians are pretty freaking cool.
1: It's really cool. So they hear the low roar of thousands of people that have assembled. Mm-hmm. Thousands of soldiers were gathered spearmen in huge blocks, light eyed archers in thinner ranks, officers prancing on horseback in gleaming armor. And Kaladin gasps. And Lopin has to ask him, What? It's what I always thought I'd find, says Kaladin. Mm -hmm. What, today? As a young man in Elvkar, when I dreamed of the glory of war, this is what I imagined. Now that's the quote, and then it goes to what he thinks, and he Mm -hmm. says, But he hadn't pictured the green vines and barely capable soldiers that Amaram had trained. Neither had he pictured the crude if ineffective brutes of Sadius's army, or even the quick strike teams of Dalinar's plateau runs. He had imagined this, a full army, uh, arrayed for a grand march, spears held high, banners fluttering, drummers and trumpeters, messengers in livery, scribes on horses, even the king's soulcasters in their own sectioned-off square, hidden from sight by walls of cloth carried on poles. But Kaladin knew the truth of battle now. Fighting was not about glory, but about men lying on the ground, screaming and thrashing, tangled in their own viscera. Mm-hmm. It was about bridgemen thrown against a wall of arrows, or of parshendi cut down while they sang. Yet in this moment, he allowed himself to dream. He gave his, useful, his youthful self the spectacle that he'd always imagined. And he pretended that these soldiers were about something wonderful instead of just another pointless slaughter. Right. I had to read that bit because it's just so telling about what's going on Mm -hmm. in his mind right now. Like, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that he gets a moment here of what he came for. Right. Like, this is exactly it. He's seeing Dalinar's army, which, of course, he... uh, I guess, um, agrees with how Dalinar runs his army. Right. Largely he, he agrees. I'm sure Kaladin would make some adjustments to make it even better or more efficient or something, but, Mm -hmm. but he's overlooking this entire display and thinking, wow, this is what I had come for. But now my perspective has changed. Right. Now I see it completely differently.
0: Right. Like all that, um, that youthful optimism is gone.
1: Yeah. It's gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Replaced by slaughter, like the the senselessness of war.
0: Yeah, those those um th- those paragraphs paint a really nice visual picture, but also an emotional picture for Kaladin, and what he's been through, and Huge. how long, how far he's come, and all that stuff. Right. So.
1: Yeah, this is a very weighty Kaladin chapter, I find, mm-hmm. and I really love the fact that he brought up the Pershendi. Yeah. S- slaughtered after singing a song.
0: Right, because he hasn't he hasn't forgotten what it felt like. Right. Like just, yeah, cause he even says earlier in the book, like, you know, you gave me these gifts. was it to kill Parshendi? No. And she's yeah. like, it was to protect. Right. right? So, yeah.
1: Well, Lopin, Lopin uh, interrupts this, this, um, thought process of his, and he says, Hey, someone else is actually coming. Look at that. Dalinar had been joined by a single high prince and it was Royal. Another force, not quite as large, was flowing northward up the wide open pathway along the eastern part of the war camps. At least one other high prince had responded to Dalinar's call. Let's find bridge forces, Kaladin. I want to see the men off. Mm-hmm. And then we get a point of view change here. Right.
0: So earlier in the book, um, Dalinar alluded to hoping that Royal was going to accept his invite to join the expedition. He hadn't said right. yes yet, but this is our confirmation that he did. So he actually is yeah. joining Dalinar. So Dalinar has his army plus Royon's army. And on top right. of that, now we have another army on its way, a smaller force coming as mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. I mean, we know, we've read it, it's Sabariel. We know who it is. Right. Yeah, it's Sabariel um, coming. It makes sense It's Sabariel because of Shallan's connection to that war camp and those people and how yeah. Shallan kind of dropped these hints that there might be a great treasure to be had out in the Shattered Plains. Remember?
1: Right. So Sabaril wants to be there in case. Right.
0: She she would leave these notes in because she was doing all the ledgers. She was like strategically leaving notes in the in the paperwork for Polona to find. And Polona's like, you got to get your butt out there, bro. Like there might be something Mm -hmm. amazing found, and you you can't be left behind if they find it.
1: Well, if she's so if but if she was so um, I guess adept at convincing high princes to join Dalinar's cause and was concerned about her protection Mm -hmm. and Dalinar's protection in in doing so, then maybe she should have gone after the largest high prince armies and... You know, I think it was, think it was similar a tactics. matter of
0: convenience for Shalon. Yeah, to be was able to convenient do, with Shabariel because yeah. she's already kind of in his yeah. camp, in his house, literally working with his ledgers and his paperwork. So yeah. she was able to sneakily kind of. Set, I don't think Shalon would have been able to do make a speech to, um, you know, mm-hmm. any of these other high princes to convince them. But this was a very subtle way, like dropping these little seeds that ended up
1: growing into this now new alliance, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. No, it's it's really it's really cool. I think um, I. Actually I actually like that sabariel's here Me too. I, I do i think it's i think it's in defense of Shalon, um and uh but the it's it's cute that the opportunist in him is there he's like well if there's going to be something revealed something big I, I i want in right because yeah. we've already so.
0: known that sabariel is ahead of the curve <coughs> right sabariel yeah. is like the mm-hmm. david bowie of the stormlight archives he's He's ahead. He's always ahead of the musical curve, <laughs> of the business curve. You know, like yeah. uh, he, he started, everyone was here for war. He started do, uh, building an economy, right? So if there's something mm. out there that's worth something, he wants to be on the mm. ground floor of it. So yeah, it's cool.
1: So Dalinar says, Sabariel, Sabariel's so troops are joining us. I guess we should be glad for any support at all, says Royal. But Sabariel, says Dalinar, he wouldn't even send troops on close plateau runs where there was no risk of Parshendi why would he send men now and as we just talked about that's more than likely why right Dalinar turned gallant or gallant rather and trotted the horse toward the oncoming group as did Royon and they passed Adolin who rode just behind with Shalon side by side her guards and his following Mm -hmm. Bernarin was of course with bridge four Shallan was riding one of Adelin's own horses, a petite gelding, over which Sherblood towered. I kind of like the horses described in this because they really play up uh, gallants' size next to Amarams. uh, Yeah, and uh, uh, Sherblood next to this one that Shallan riding. Yeah. So cool.
0: It's like they're completely different species. Oh, yeah,
1: totally totally but just the 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 enormousness if the <laughs> over and over i'm just the i got caught up with the it crowd overnumerousness <laughs> um the enormousness of uh, of gallant uh next to amram's horse i just thought that was so cool and also how quickly delinar was able to move gallant right right yeah. which which comes up um behind them rode a large group of navani's scholars and cartographers including Izazic Mm-hmm. the ardent who is the royal cartographer um is Azik riding to the side chin raised as if pointedly ignoring the praise that the women were giving Shallan's map so is not necessarily an ally here yeah um, or at least or at least they're 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 sort of hinting that there's some
0: a little bit of beef that's brewing
1: between Shalan um, and Azazel. Maybe being very dismissive, maybe, I suppose, with the new information with this new map. <laughs> well, Shalan's
0: putting him to shame, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, Dalinar needed the scholars, though he wished that he didn't need them because there were other lives brought out here that he, you know, he's going to have to you know, account for. And that made it worse by Navani herself coming. Mm hmm. But she says, if you think it's safe enough for you to bring the girl, meaning Shalon, Right. Then it's safe enough for me to come.
0: Right. So this, th- his argument to her it's before point. <laughs> backfires on him, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like it. So, I like how she used it against him and be like, well, I can come then. That's, that's what that
1: means. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Amram rides up wearing shard plate, sorry, shard plate, his golden cloak trailing behind him. And it's here that it describes his fine war horse, a hulking breed, used in Shinovar to pull heavy carts, mm-hmm. but it still looked like a pony beside Gallant.
0: Yeah, so it's like a heavy draft horse.
1: I and I know. See, I, like I I was picturing Amaram's horse here as being like wow, like a war horse. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine it pulling a you know a heavily armored like banded wagons, like yeah. loaded up with you know supplies or whatever. You know, it's a massive animal and gallant makes it look like a pony like yeah I, I i just visually i just am dreaming of this stuff in my mind it's just
0: glorious fear your fear your complex that amram must be feeling right now is so delicious yeah yeah
1: yeah it's so funny that yeah. you say that that's funny um is that sabariel says amram apparently well should we send him away why would we do that well, he's untrustworthy, Amram says. He keeps his word, so far as I know, Dalliner says. That is more than I can say for most. Ooh. He keeps his word. Yeah, I know. There's a little hint yeah, there. I that's a little, yeah, I yeah, think that's a little something, yeah. something there. Yeah. Yeah. More than I can say for most. Yeah. He keeps his word because he never promises anything. I'm really, that's... really
0: liking this Amram voice that you are pulling off right now. I really, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I really like it. It's I don't like know what I'm doing. one part, one part British, one part sexy, one part uh, a sniveling coward. I like it. I really like <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all of that. Okay, yeah, and now th- okay, it's deleted now <laughs> no, because no, I'll never be able to reproduce no. it. No. Um. Um. He keeps his word because he never promises anything.
0: I love it. It's so good.
1: Dalinar, Royo, and Amaram trotted up to Siberial who stepped out of a carriage. I love the way this is worded here in the text. Yeah. At the, at the front of the army, a carriage, period, <laughs> for a war procession, period. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could just imagine Dalinar looking at this like, what in the hell? But then, in the text, Dalinar looks at the carriages and goes, you know what? With all the scholars and ardents that I'm carrying around, including Shalon and mm-hmm. Navani, I should have brought some carriages out right. here. Right. So, you know, again, it's... Changes your perspective. Right, the like first reaction ridiculous. is for him to be like,
0: "What a buffoon!" Is, and then he's like, Actually, "What a wait buffoon!" A
1: it might be fucking Wings smart that. to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's funny. So, so Delnar D- greets him and says, sabariel dalinar the plump man, says, "You look surprised. I am. Ha! That's reason enough to have come, wouldn't you say, Palona?" <laughs> the woman was sitting in the carriage. Wearing an enormous, fashionable hat and a sleek gown. Again, this is classic Sabariel. Yeah. Not without the comforts. Yeah. No, the, uh, the comforts come. <laughs> For sure. If I'm doing this at all, if I'm doing this at all, I'm going to look good. We're going to look extravagant. I'm <laughs> fucking Sabariel. Why else would you do it?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm fucking Sabariel, and this is my mistress, and this is how we dance. Yeah, because Dalinar do it. says you brought your mistress. He's like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> why, sure why not? Why wouldn't I bring my mistress? If we fail out here, I'll be dead, and she'll be out of her on her ear. She insisted anyway. Storming woman, I've got a feeling about you, Dalinar, old man. I think it's wise to stay close to you. Something's going to happen out there on the plains, and opportunity rises like the dawn.
0: Yeah, see? This is giving a hint at the stuff that they've already yeah. learned about through these notes that Shalon left, right?
1: Opportunity rises like the dawn. This is called Winds Alight.
0: Okay. So yeah, something's going to happen out there. And like, he only Royan. even knows that because Shalon hinted at it. I love it. It's, it's so hinted, good. It's yeah, so yeah good. it's all
1: like a setup, yeah. Well, let's hope that Shalon can deliver. Let, let's let's hope. hope the map delivers. Let's hope the diagram <laughs> Something delivers. Something interesting let's out hope. there.
0: Like, we're all going to get slaughtered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Royon, Sibarial says, shouldn't you be hiding under a table somewhere? Perhaps I should, if only to get away from you. Sabariel laughs. Well said, you old turtle. Maybe this trip won't be a complete bore. Onward, then, to glory and some such nonsense. <laughs> if we find riches, remember that I get my part. I got here before Aladar. That has to count for something. Yeah, and then Dalinar's Wait, like... Wait, D- Dalinar says before... Before? What? An army wearing Aladar's colors of white and dark green spilled out onto the Shattered Plains. Yeah. Now that, Amaram says, I really didn't expect. Yeah. And then you get a point of view change again. So Aladar has come. Yeah, Sanderson, I have to. I have to admit though. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, as when I was reading it for the first time, right, I thought, oh, this is a setup. Right, this is some. This is, <laughs> this is not good. But my concerns about that were immediately flipped with the next POV. That's exactly why
0: they he has this pov in here from uh, from Sadius from Sadius right because if he doesn't have it in here then we're going to be like fuck he's got to watch his back now Aladar's there he's Sabario's right. creature right he belongs to Sabario right or not yeah, Sabario yeah. he belongs to Sadius yeah.
1: So sadius, but sadius, giving
0: yeah. sadius a pov here allows us right. to be uh, for us to see sadius going what do you mean olidar's out there <laughs> so it's great it's really fucking good you
1: know what it is it's just it's the writer and he's got you in the palm of his hand yeah. and and you just have to let it happen yeah, you know dude. like he's he's he's, he's he, oh he's really good at crafting so this stuff oh he's a master this uh Next POV starts with Aile, mm-hmm. and she says we could try a coup. Sadius turned in his saddle towards his wife. The two of them were out in the, um, in, in the hills, taking what looked like a, like I guess a pleasure, a pleasure ride. Mm-hmm. However, the two of them had wanted to take a closer look at Sabariel's expansions out here in the west. Right, war camps where he was setting up full-scale farming operations. <laughs> right. Aelae rides, sorry, rode with eyes With eyes forward. Dalinar will be gone from the camp, and with him, Royon, his only supporter. We could seize the pinnacle, execute the king, and take the throne. And and Sadius is thinking about this. A coup, one last step, a slap in the face of old Gavilar. He'd do it. Storm it, he would. Except for the fact that he didn't need to. hmm And then he says to his wife, Dalinar has committed to this foolish expedition. He'll be dead soon, surrounded and destroyed on those planes. We don't need a coup. If I'd known that he would actually do this, we wouldn't have even needed your assassin.
0: Meaning the carpenter that pulled the
1: bridge. Right. Right. So that's ILA's uh, work. Mm-hmm her assassin had failed which she considered to be a um, a fault on her part um these things were never certain ossadia's turned it, turned his horse frowning as a messenger approached on horseback and she read it and her disposition darkened you aren't going to like this she right. says so at this so point i'm, I'm assuming nothing's that, confirmed, that was n- right at- Nothing's
0: confirmed. Right. We don't know whether or not at this point, this, you're not going to like this means Aladar joining. Aladar. But we has... do get confirmation of that later that Sadius mm-hmm. is pissed that Aladar turned his back on him. Supposed to be his biggest ally in this
1: whole thing, right? Uh, you, you just never know. Could be his biggest ally. Maybe this is the the moment where Aladar is seeking to seize the moment. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to point out something very specific. At the very beginning of this book, Hmm. Dalinar has a meeting. Maybe it wasn't even this book. It might've been the first book.
1: Dalinar has,
0: yeah, in Way of Kings. Dalinar has a meeting with one of the High Kings in the room of the gallery of maps. It's in Way of Kings, actually. And he's trying to convince that High Prince to join with him and start fighting on plateau runs together before the tower before he's able to convince Sadius right. the first high prince he goes to see is Aladar And Aladar's like wow. I can't I'm you know I'm not right. there he, it takes him to almost two books to come around but he finally does so it's it's really wow. it's a really good payoff
1: I like that if if that's so I I, I didn't go back to verify that but that's uh, that's really cool if that if that's true that that he went to Aladar first mm-hmm. It really speaks to the fact that when in this chapter, like I think in the next POV or something, Dalinar is saying, Aladar has, you know, as big an army as I do. Right. If not bigger. Like, if not bigger. Yeah. So he went for the big gun. Right. Right. He planted a seed really early and it
0: let it 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 grow and let it foster and yeah, I just love all the connections.
1: If that's true, then that's really, really great if Dalinar speaks I, to his leadership. I'll make
0: sure, since we we record these two things separately that's here, cool. I'll make a note of it and make sure to look it up for our sure. info dump at the end of the that's episode, real, that's and then, really cool. uh, but I'm pretty sure I, I am correct on that front.
1: So POV change, uh, Dalinar kicked Gallant or Gallant into motion, startling the plants back into their dens. Again, I love the moving plants. It's mm-hmm. my favorite. Aladar sat on horseback Surveying his army He was wearing a fashionable uniform Black with maroon stripes He had one of the largest forces On the plains With Dalinar's numbers reduced And Aladar's army might actually be the largest mm-hmm. So there's our confirmation right there yep. um, But he was also one of Sadius's greatest st- supporters Right How are we going to do this Dalinar says Aladar. Do we go, um, do we all go out on our own, crossing different plateaus, but meeting back up, or do we march in, in an enormous column? Why? Dalinar asks. Why have you come? You made such passionate arguments all along, and now you act surprised that someone has listened? Not someone. You. hmm Royo and Sabariel, the two biggest cowards in our midst, are marching to war? Am I to stay behind and let them seek the fulfillment of the vengeance pact without me? The other high princes seem content to do so. I suspect they are better at lying to themselves than I am. I like his response. His response is really convincing. Mm-hmm.
0: It really is. And I love, this, I love this train of thought here from, uh, from uh, Dal- Dalinar. Dalinar mm-hmm. is either convincing himself or he's made re- a realization. Suddenly, all of Aladar's vehement arguments at the forefront of the faction against Dalinar took on a different cast. He was arguing to convince himself he was worried all along that I was right so because Aladar was one of the biggest voices against him it wasn't that he thought Dalinar was wrong is that he might have thought that Dalinar was right and he was trying to convince himself that he was
1: which is really
0: freaking cool I love that it's
1: really it's really super cool
0: yeah
1: Sadius will not be pleased says Dalinar Sadius can storm off he doesn't own me he wants to though I can feel it in the deals he forces me to make, the knives he slowly places at everyone's throats. He'd have us all as his slaves by the end of this. (laughs) Aladar, Dalinar says. He held Aladar's eyes. Tell me Sadius didn't put you up to this. Tell me this isn't part of another plot to abandon or betray me. You think I'd just tell you, if it were? I would hear a promise from your own lips. And you'll trust that promise? How well did that serve you, Dalinar, when Sadius professed his friendship? A promise, Aladar.
0: Yeah, he did. Dalinar's not backing down here. He wants that promise. No,
1: he wants the promise. Yeah, and he and he and and he gets it. This next paragraph's great. I think the things you say about Alathkar are naive at best and undoubtedly impossible. Those delusions of yours aren't a sign of madness, as Sadius wants us to think. They're just the dreams of a man who wants desperately to believe in something, and something foolish. Honour is a word applied to the actions of men from the past who have had their lives scrubbed clean by historians. But storm me for a fool, Dalinar, I wish they could be true. I came for myself, not Sadius. I won't betray you, even if Althkar can't ever be what you want. We can at least crush the Parshendi and avenge old Gavilar. It's just the right thing to do. I think it's pretty convincing. It's
0: pretty convincing.
1: You know, and I like the way he says old Gavilar. He doesn't, he's not like,
0: saying like, oh, I totally believe everything you say now. He's saying actually no. a lot of the stuff you say is bullshit. However, yeah, I really do wish it could be like that. Right. And the very least I can do is finally finish this and avenge old Gavilar. And the mm-hmm. way he says old Gavilar sounds like maybe they could have been friends.
1: Yeah. So. It's, it's, a, it's a little endearing. hmm yeah Dalinar nods and Aladar then offers I like this I could be lying right but you aren't well how do you know honestly I don't but if this is all going to work I am going to have to trust some of you there you go that's true either way Aladar's presence meant that this incursion was actually possible with their numbers this could be enough right we march together says Dalinar I don't want us to spread out. We keep to plateaus next to one another, or the same plateau when possible, and you'll need to leave your parchment behind. That's an unusual requirement, says Aladar. We're marching against their cousins. Best not to risk the possibility of them turning against us. But they'd never. Ah, oh, whatever. It can be done. So he agrees to this. Mm-hmm. So Royo and Amram finally trot up. That's how quickly Gallant rode. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. They finally catch up to where he is. D- Dalinar is says, literally on
0: the back of the Flash from DC. That's he, he's yeah. riding a superhero horse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the of the of the flames the flame steeds in Crawl, uh, the movie Crawl. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. When they went, when they, when they went blazing across the. That's awesome. (laughs) I want one of those for
0: our D&D game. That's what I want.
1: (laughs) A flaming steed. Blazing (laughs) Um, saddles. Thank you, Dalinar says. You really do believe in all of this, don't you? Says Aladar. And Dalinar just says yes. Aladar extends his hand, but hesitated. You realize that I'm stained through and through. I've got blood on those hands, Dalinar. I'm not some perfect honorable knight as you seem to want to pretend. I know you're not, Dalinar says. I'm not either. And we will have to do. I love that. That's one of my highlights Me too, too
0: man. I love
1: that. It's so killer. hmm You know, it, it, I like that it speaks to, um, you know, the human condition. You know, <sighs> you've got blood on your hands, you've done things the wrong way. You've got things that you feel ashamed mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. but there are still moments when you pass through time where honorable actions are required. Yeah, and those honorable actions could be asked or pressured to individuals that may not be entirely honorable. Yeah,
0: there's a couple of things here and that that's, that happened for me. That's uh, great, I, I love this this moment. You know, it's we're about to see someone who is pretending to be good. Who actually is bad and these two men are saying i've done some bad things but i'm gonna mm-hmm. try to be good like we're literally about right. to reveal that Amram is the the, the shithead that right. kaladin has said he is right but there's yeah. another thing here that i like to kind of parallel this with you know this whole um i'm not either and we will have to do it makes me think mm. of what sil has said about the knight's radiant they were all broken silly
1: they were all broken Yeah mm-hmm. Right. So
0: like You know we're all We've all done shit in our past And it's how What we right. do now And how we go forward That matters mm-hmm. And you know the That brokenness That the things that happen to us May be the thing That makes us better later Kind of thing So I just I fucking love it man it's, It gives Man I, That's, gives that's a really
1: cool Yeah that's really cool And well just you saying that Just makes me think of Just how How we are as individuals As people And like So we are the Shattered planes, Right like, we're the bits and pieces of ourselves that we try to put back together mm-hmm. or make sense of, look in the mirror and, and carry... Yeah, yeah, dude, that's great.
2: That's cool.
1: That's great. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, Amram fell in beside Dalinar. First Sabariel then Aladar. Your trust seems to come cheaply today, Dalinar. Would you have me turn them away? Think how spectacular this victory would be if we did it on our own. I hope you. I hope we're above such vainglory, old friend, says Dalinar. Dalinar scanned his force and noticed something. A tall man in blue sat on a stone amidst the Bridgefors' bodyguards. And then I love this next line. (laughs) Speaking of fools, yeah. <laughs> so he's so referring great. to so so it's Dalinar seeing Kaladin from a distance yeah. and going, "What a fool! Yeah. He won't rest. He won't right. take the proper time to right. heal with like an uh,
0: like an air of like respect <laughs> to it or something, you know? Like
1: oh yeah, yeah. yeah Speaking of fools, come with me," says Dalinar. "I think I should go see to something. No, come," Dalinar says sharply. "I want you to speak to that young man so we can put a stop to the rumors." and the things that he's been saying about you. Those don't do any good. They, they don't do anyone any good. Mm-hmm. Very well, says Amaranth. Mm-hmm. So he's, the the balls on this guy, and I, should, I, should, I shouldn't have worded, the, uh, worded it that way, but just that, he, you know, he is guilty. Like, he's he knows he's done this thing, yeah. but he's willing to confront Kaladin and refute it. You know, just completely lie, yeah. fabricate, yeah. doesn't matter. Just repeat the lie long enough until it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we, we get a point of view change here. Mm-hmm. So we're back to Kaladin. And Ka- so we're back to Kaladin, standing amongst the bridgemen. Um, despite his pain, he's with his men. He notice, notices Adeline and Shalon riding past. He followed the pair with his eyes. She looked gorgeous. Hmm. Kaladin was willing to admit it, if only to himself. He waited, hoping that she would look toward him, but she did not. She rode on, and Kaladin felt like an utter fool. A part of him wanted to hate Adeline for holding her attention, but he found that he couldn't, because the truth was, he liked Adeline. And those two were good for one another. They fit. But perhaps Kaladin could hate that. Dude you know maybe it's maybe it's that Shalon just comes to him in in a dramatic moment or series of moments in his life and that she just represents something that he hasn't been able to have right throughout all of his younger years in hearthstone he had his uh what was his little flame that he had um the um, uh laurel. talia not L- laurel Tal- laurel yeah no there was laurel right and then there was another name mentioned oh a the girl later. that he
0: like dated while he was in the army it was tara <clears throat> Yeah, what was her name tara tara with an a h at the end i think
1: okay so so he hasn't had like i mean certainly not like not like adeline who's no. had i don't know how many in terms of it's just right ridiculous so so maybe Shalon just kind of like you know it's it's that sort of culmination of feelings and yearnings and, and whatnot, like mm. a part of him that's missing. Who knows? M- maybe it was elevated in Sill's absence. I think so. The point
0: I was just going to make is that-, was that like, you know, when he was younger, TN did this for mm. him and then <clears> TN's <throat> gone. He makes mm. friends with Sill, and Syl does this for mm-hmm. him. Like is that light in the darkness? When the gloom takes over, she is like kind of the yeah. the the fun thing that that, that kind of distracts yeah. him from that gloom. And then Sill goes away, they drop in the chasms, mm-hmm. and then Shallan right. is like, let's be fun together. Let's just, you know, we're in literally hell. We're going to get eaten by a, a Kazantine. Yeah, we're eating live. But yeah. let's have fun so while we joke. do it. Kind of let's do some jokes. So I think that but she it's... represents the same thing and that's probably why he's attracted to her. I mean, obviously, she's also attractive and she's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, Sanderson mm-hmm. has written a really great character here so it's hard not to fall in love with Shalon. Even as readers, yeah, it's hard not to fall in love with this character. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But he, but she represents the same thing as Sil <coughs> and Tien Is this like, this hopeful way of seeing the world when he has a hard time seeing it that way right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah she's pretty great <laughs>
1: she's pretty great yeah. and and even though this is a you know a, a, you know potential love triangle um i think it, it it really works it somehow it just speaks to so many experiences that i'm sure a lot of us have had in our in our youth and in our uh formative years um
0: The one thing that I that that I lament though is that you know, Kaladin and Adeline finally got to a place where they respect each other and they like Mm -hmm. each other and they could be friends. Mm -hmm. And now one's going to the Shattered Plains and one has to stay. And like, there's no, you know, like the the interaction is going to stop there. And I just, I don't know. I, I see. I just really, you know, let's can we just hang out at the Wine House again for a little bit? And
1: you know, you know, Kaladin. Speaking to that, Kaladin could, if Kaladin could only reach moash in such a way to say stand down Mm -hmm. this is bridge for this is your this is your this is your commander speaking right right this is kaladin storm speaking stand down i need to i need to join um dalinar on this expedition it's his leg to trust fucked that up things so
0: dude he won't be able to make the trek he's gonna be sitting in one of these carriages the whole time he's gonna not he's not gonna be able to do the thing he's supposed to do
1: well maybe maybe that's what he needs to do maybe. is get in a carriage put his leg up and then somehow figure this sill thing Put his out. leg
0: up put some ointment on the big g- gash yeah. and just hope get up b- get a
1: big purple pillow he, he, he should, should get, get some uh,
0: what are those uh what's that stuff that he put on the uh, on the wounds of the men in the first book that uh <clears throat> That oil that he, the milkweed or whatever it was. Remember the. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was that? It was in Way of Kings. Yeah, yeah. The, the sap, it was the sap, like the reed
0: oil or whatever.
1: Oh, I have to look that up. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Well, anyways. Um, so the bridgemen crowded around him. Um, Renarin stood a little awkward amongst the men, but he's still there. And uh, Kaladin thinks, I need to talk to him more about his condition. There was something that seemed off to him about that man and his explanation of the epilepsy. So this is the the sort of, um, I guess, experience that Renarin was having.
0: Right, yeah. He he didn't really get a, ch- a long time to talk to him about it. And there's something that's no. bugging Kaladin about it. Like He's like, I, if I talk to mm-hmm. him longer, maybe I could figure out exactly what's going on with him.
1: Why are you here, sir? "'Bizig asks, drawing Kaladin's attention back to the other bridgeman. "'I just want to see you off,' Kaladin says. "'I assumed you'd be happy to see me.' "'You are like child,' Rock says. "'What would you do, great Captain Stormblest, "'if you caught one of these men walking about with hurt leg? "'You would have that man beaten? "'Once he healed, of course.' "'I thought,' Kaladin noted, "'that I was your commander.' "'Nah,' "'Can't be,' Teff says, because our commander would be smart enough to stay in bed. <laughs> "'And eat much stew. I left you stew to eat while I am gone.' "'You're going on the expedition?' Kaladin asks. "'I thought you were just seeing the men off. you You aren't willing to fight. What will you do out there?' "'Someone must mix food for them. This expedition, it will take days.' I will not leave my friends to the mercy of camp chefs. Ah, the food they cook will all be from soul-cast grain and meat. Tastes like creme. Someone must come with proper spices. Mm -hmm. This is great. That's awesome, yeah. (laughs) Calvin looks up at the group. Fine, I'll go back. Why were the bridgemen parting? Rock looked over his shoulder and then laughed. Now we shall see real trouble. <laughs> Behind them, Dalinar Colon was climbing from his saddle. Kaladin sighed, then waved for Lopin to help him up so that he could salute properly. Yeah, that's what you Again, were saying I earlier. I love That's yeah. such a great little it's awesome. Amaram was there, and Kaladin stiffened. Dalinar and Amaram approached that monster of a man. Wearing plate that Kaladin had earned. Wearing a golden cloak billowing out behind him. Wearing the symbol of the Night's Radiant. Control yourself, Kaladin thinks. Mm -hmm. Swallow your rage. Last time, it had got the better of him, and he'd earned himself weeks in prison. Right, exactly. You should be resting, soldier, says Dalinar. Yes, sir. Kaladin replies, my men have already made that abundantly clear. Then you train them well. I'm proud to have you to have them along with me on this expedition. Teft salutes, if there is danger to you, Brightlord, it will be out there on the plains. We can't protect you if we wait back here. Kaladin frowns, Scar is here, Teft. So who's watching the king? We've seen to it, sir. Right, Lord Dalinar asked me leave our best man behind with a team of his own selection. They'll watch the king. Their best man, he thinks. Yeah. Coldness. Moash. Moash had been left in charge of the king's safety and had a team of his own choosing. Storms. Dude, this is major. And again, in this moment, as if it wasn't enough... That Kaladin has to be confronted with Amaran in person right now. After being injured, he's hanging out with his men. Mm -hmm. And here's Dalinar bringing over Amaran. But then he gets this news from Teft. Right. You know, confirming, well, more or less confirming that Moash is is in charge. Mm -hmm. It's like literally the worst person. The worst possible scenario. The worst scenario. So he not only has to have that to deal with in his head right now but now, but and also and Amram. go through an uncomfortable yeah. conversation with Amram. Yeah. Like again it's I just love how how Mr. Sanderson is just putting all this together. It's just glorious. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. So Storms Amram Dalinar <clears throat> says, "You told me that you'd never seen this man before arriving here on the shattered plains. Is that true?" Kaladin meets the met the eyes of a murderer. "Yes," Amram says. What of his claim that you took your blade and plate from him? Bright lord, Amorim says. I don't know if the lad is touched in the head or merely starved for attention. Perhaps he's served in my army, as he claims. He certainly bears the correct slave brand, but his allegations regarding me are obviously preposterous. Dalinar nods. Yeah, I believe an apology is due. Kaladin struggles to remain upright. Mm -hmm. This this is going to be another final punishment. I have to apologize to Amram in public. And Kaladin begins to speak. Not you, son. Highlight. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Son. Yeah. Call him son.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Not you, son. Says Dalinar softly. Amram turns, like a man preparing for a fight. Surely you don't believe these allegations, Dalinar. A few weeks ago, Dalinar says, I received two special visitors in camp. One was a trusted servant who had come from Kolinar in secret. Borden. Bringing a precious cargo. Yeah, this this would be Borden. Mm -hmm. The other was that cargo. A madman who had arrived at the gates of Kolinar carrying a shard blade. Amram looked pale. Yeah. He stepped back, and his hand was going to his side. He
0: realizes he's fucked right now.
1: It, he's, yeah, it's over. I told my servant, Dalinar says, to go drinking with your personal guard. He knew many of them, and talk of a treasure that the madman had seen hidden for years outside of the war camp. By my order, he then placed the madman's shardblade in a nearby cavern, and after that, we waited. hmm Kaladin thinks he's summoning his blade, meaning Amram. Right. Looking at Amram's hand, Kaladin reaches for his side knife, but Dalinar was already raising his own hand. White mist coalesced in Dalinar's fingers, and a shard blade appeared, tip of it, to Amram's throat. Yeah. Isn't that wicked? Yeah. And it's described as being wider than most cleaver-like in appearance (laughs) i love it (coughs) it's just unbelievable a blade formed in amaram's hand a second later a second too late Mm -hmm. his eyes went wide as he stared at the silvery blade held to his throat so this allows dalinar to keep this conversation going dalinar had a shard blade i thought dalinar said that if you had been willing to murder for one blade "'You would certainly be willing to lie for a second. "'And so after I knew you'd sneaked in to see the madman on your own, "'I asked you to investigate his claims for me, "'and I gave your conscience plenty of time to come clean, "'out of respect for our friendship. Mm -hmm. "'When you told me you'd found nothing, "'but in fact you had actually recovered the Shardblade, "'I knew the truth. "'How?' Amram hissed. "'How did you get it back?' I removed it from the cave. My men had it safe. I wasn't about to risk it just to prove a point, Dalinar says. I bonded this blade before we hid it away. That week that you spent being ill? Yes.
0: Damnation. So do you understand kind of how the timeline works here?
1: Yeah, I think a little bit. Hmm. So when Dalinar was out of the count for that period right he was bonding the blade He was attuning right yeah
0: he was attuning the blade yeah
1: right so that he could so
0: cool he he could let it let amram have it
1: right he could and then summon it yeah
0: pretty much this is pretty much entrapment he pretty much trapped amram in the stealing this blade to see whether or not he would he, he would be honest whether he'd be the 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 honest light eyes that he proposed like pretends to be And I love the fact fact that he I'm going to move
1: Dalinar, I'm going to move him up the chopping block then. If this is a victory for Dalinar, which it it, it, It is as a reader, Mm -hmm. it's a a victory. That invariably could mean that, you know, the victory would be short-lived. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. I'm too, (laughs) I think the weeping could bring about so many awful things, but... uh, Anyway, I'm loving this entrapment. Mm -hmm. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Damnation. Um, Amram says, Why, Amram? Of all people, I thought that you... Bah. Dalinar's grip on the weapon tightened. His knuckles became white. I did it, Amram said, and I would do it again. The Voidbringers will soon return, and we must be strong enough to face them, and that means practiced, accomplished Shardbearers. In sacrificing a few of my soldiers, I plan to save many more. Lies, Kaladin says, stumbling forward. You just wanted the blade for yourself. Amram looked Kaladin in the eyes. I'm sorry for what I did to you and yours. Sometimes good men must die so that greater goals may be accomplished. Kaladin felt a gathering chill, a numbness that spread from his heart outward. He's telling the truth. He honestly believes that he did the right thing.
0: This is a moment here because I don't want to say that it makes what you thought about Amram more true, but Kaladin here realizes that Amram honestly believes he did the right thing. He wasn't like right. I'm just going to do this evil thing and not care. Right. He actually right. believes what he did was altruistic and for the greater good.
1: Again, it speaks to that whole your the whole theme of this book with regard regards to perspective. Yeah. Depends on your perspective. It's true. But again, you can't square the circle of morality no. when it involves killing other people. No, for That's sure That's just. So many people do it. So many characters do it in in our, in our fiction. Mm-hmm. There really, there just isn't a way to do it. Right. I, I've I've rarely ever seen it. You know, even the example with the there's that um, that test that you're that if a trolley is going down and you have the ability to change the tracks right. on one side of the tracks, there's one person on the other side of the tracks. There's eight eight persons. Um, what do you do? Do you just let it go for the for the kill the one or a, like? What, you there's
0: know? a really great episode. Of the good place where they do that. I don't know if you've seen The Good Place. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's so funny. You have to to just have to watch that show. And they they actually do that. They're trying to teach morality to these people. And it's so funny, dude. It's so awesome. You just got to see it. Really?
1: Yeah. Well, so, Amram, I mean, thanks for the little nod for my wild and wildly inaccurate theory regarding that. He believes he was right. what, What I was searching for was a mentor figure. That saw in Kaladin these talents or these abilities, and like someone was trying to like look after him and mm-hmm. put him someplace right hidden. You know, it was. I mean, it, it's completely wrong. And but I, I I like the fact, or actually, I'm trying to cling to. Um, you know, who I've been trying to find that in is in Teft. Right. I've been trying to find that bit of character in Teft, but to be honest, the Teft story I. Well, first of all, I'm nervous about the weepings. So I'm nervous about Teft being lost, and that his story is cut short. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried about that. Right. But if he does survive, what's about to happen on the plains with the Parshendi, or more pointedly, I suppose, with with um, Stormform? Um, I would love to know more of his backstory. Right.
0: We still have more to know so there I, there is a couple of secrets about Tef, Tef that we don't know yet so there is definitely more to know about yeah. him.
1: Um so lies he's, he thinks he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Amram dismisses his blade he knows that he's beaten now. Mm-hmm. He lets go of his blade. What now? You are guilty of murder of killing men for personal wealth. And what is it? Amram says. When you send thousands of men to their deaths so that you may secure gem hearts, Dalinar, is that somehow different? We all know that sometimes lives must be spent for the greater good. Take off that cloak, Dalinar growls. You are no radiant. Amaram reaches up and undoes the cloak, he drops on the rock. Mm-hmm. He turns and starts to walk away and Calvin says, no, let him go, son. His reputation is broken, but he's still a murderer and we will try him fairly. (laughs) That's what I posted in my thing. I'm like, do we have to? Do we really have to do "Do that? Can we just kill him? Do we have to try him fairly? Once I return, I can't imprison him. Shardbearers are above that. And he'd cut his way out anyway. Either you execute a shardbearer or you leave him free. Mm Well, then, maybe the execution should have taken place. Sometimes lives must be spent for the greater good. Thank you, Kaladin says to Dalinar, for believing me. I do listen sometimes, soldier. Now go back to camp and get some rest. Sir, stay safe out there. If possible. At least now I've got a way to fight that assassin. If he arrives. Right, which is awesome. With all of these... Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. Him having a blade back mm-hmm. is very cool. Yeah, it's, it's important. With all of these shard blades flying around lately, I figured having one myself made too much sense to ignore. Even if it feels wrong somehow to hold one. Strange, that. Why should it feel wrong? Perhaps I just miss my old blade. Dalinar dismisses the blade and says, Go. He walks back towards his horse where High Prince Royon, looking stunned, was watching Amaram stalk away, his personal guard of 50 joining him. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that chapter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Pretty cool. Um, oh, it's not the end. it's POV. The POV changes.
1: It goes, if POV changes, it goes back to Sadius. Yeah, this Doesn't? is where we
0: get the, um, the confirmation oh, yeah. that Aladar truly is on Dalinar's side.
1: Yes, that was Aladar's banner joining Dalinar's. Sadius could make it out through the spyglass. Let them all die out there, he says. All four. Ayle, make a report for me. I would like to know. Ayle, his wife started to look towards him, is all well. I was merely thinking, she said, about the future and what it is going to bring for us. It is going to bring Alethkar new High Princes. Make a report of which among our sworn High Lords would be appropriate to take the place of those who will fall on Dalinar's trip. He tossed the spyglass back to the messenger. We do nothing until they're dead. This will end. It appears with Dalinar killed by the Parshendi after all. Aladar can go with him, and to damnation with a lot of them. He turned his horse and continued the day's ride, his back pointedly toward the shattered plains. Yeah. And that's the end of the chapter. That's the end of the chapter, (laughs) yeah. So so confirmation that
0: Aladar is not there on a sneaky mission for Sadius. He's actually there. It appears not. Yeah, it appears not. It looks like Aladar's there because he wants to finish this. He wants to finish the vengeance pack. And yeah. he sort of believe he hopes that what Dalinar says could one day be true for Alethkar, this, you know, shining example of goodness.
1: <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know what it is? It's Sadius potentially underestimating the average man. Right. Ah. That, may, that That maybe honor is still out there. Mm-hmm. It's not just all consumed with gem hearts and, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe there's still, it's still, pre- it's shattered, but it's present. Yeah. It's out there. And maybe Aladar is that one, be- it's a beginning example. Right. Very cool. It's really awesome. Quite a great chapter. What's your, uh, what's I mean, your, I listed like, I listed four or five highlights. don't if which had to pick so I don't one know which for one to the pick. end of the,
0: the chapter, what would you... Uh, Oh, geez, I don't know. You know, the reason why we, we'll we, I'll we say, say this, highlights the throughout the last We say highlights throughout the chapter and when I ask mm. you again at the end, it's just to kinda of like re kind of put one in a spotlight, like really just kind of remind us what was it that you really liked?
1: Well, I l I loved I loved so many things. I loved it when he calls him son. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's great. I mean highlight for the win is is definitely it's gotta be the hidden the hidden blade. Mm, what a maneuver. It's gotta be it's got to be that, that ploy that, that, um, you know, it, Dalinar believing in Kaladin and went to lengths to prove it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's, um, it's an amazing gift for Kaladin.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It
1: really should put some of the doubt about Dalinar a little further down. Yeah, for sure. How he, how he's always, you know. Debating about Dalinar me. he didn't. Yeah, he didn't believe me. He threw me in jail, mm-hmm. and and you know what? I gotta say though, rightly so. I mean, if you're thrown in jail, like it's pretty hard to love your captor. Right. but he and has, has reason be to pre- believe him now. So, yeah,
0: and really, truthfully, trust no, him.
1: I, I really love that ending scene where where it's uh, Sadius is back to the shattered plains, mm-hmm. and I gotta wonder is that going to be a mistake or will it turn out to be a blessing for Sadius? Yeah, we won't
0: know until we see the result of what oh. happens at the end. Um, I, <sighs> I was going to say gotta the same, same highlight, the, the, um, the blade um, maneuver is awesome, but just to pick something different, I'm going to go with sure. um, keep, feel, uh, knowing Cal's true feelings about um, Aladdin and Shalon here. Like, you know, him kind of saying, yeah. oh, thinking, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like, she's pretty great. She's awesome. And I can't really be mad at the two of them being together
1: because I actually no.
0: really like him. He's actually really cool, great. And yeah. So, I know. Yeah, that's wonderful? Just, it's really great. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got, we, we need more. We need more of, uh, of Luke and Han. We do. We do. We really do. We didn't we, get enough of We need of it. those two together. Yeah. Oh, it like in battle. Right. Like, can, it, can we just go fantastic. back, can we just
0: rewind and go back to the carriage ride <sighs> when they're all the three of them in, in the, in the carriage again? Like, yeah, yeah, that's the good old days.
1: Okay. So chapter 77, mm-hmm. trust.
0: There is some trust.
1: Trust. Um, that's a, that's, that's a, a, uh, just thinking about that. It's a, it's a Prince song on the Batman, Ooh. Batman soundtrack. Yeah. I remember this vividly back in 89. When I bought that soundtrack, I went on a little jaunt, a little trip to visit my great aunt in Wisconsin. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I was listening to this Prince Batman record mm-hmm. and the Danny Elfman score while wandering about the woods of Wisconsin. Oh. So I have a really weird connection to listening to something completely abstract that has nothing to do with nature.
0: It's a little creepy,
1: right? Yeah, wandering the woods it's, alone and stuff. Uh, it, yeah, it was actually. She lived on this uh, uh, beautiful property. She had um lakeside property and acres and acres of of forest. So I just <laughs> put on the old Walkman and uh, and uh, I walked. But trust, yeah. So trust this obscure Prince song. It's got nothing to do with this. Trust no. in this. I think has to do with Shalon and Vani. I think so too. I think that's what this is. Also, trust, it's kind of interesting that this is the next chapter after the previous because that, I think, is what has solidified between Dalinar and Kaladin, Mm -hmm. or more importantly, from Kaladin to Dalinar. Right, he finally has trust in them In the event after Mm Amaranth, yeah.
0: Do you want to talk quickly about this image that we have here?
1: Yeah, sure. Let's go back to it. Well, first of all, the whole white spine blackthorn thing. (laughs) Fucking awesome, right? It's awesome, but it... If it's, if it is in any way like foreshadowing something, some event in the future, um, I don't know. Um, still kind of concerned about, you know, the light eyes thing in, in Kaladin with Dalinar or the Thorn. if it's, if, if that character, if you will, almost like a separate entity is allowed mm-hmm. to resurface. You know, what what would that be like? Right. Um, what would the Blackthorn be like versus Dalinar as mm-hmm. we know him now? Like the Way of Kings sort of Dalinar. Right. But this is this image is really really cool. It looks um it looks like a uh a mix between a saber-toothed tiger, mm-hmm. the Dungeons and Dragons Tarask, and a Jurassic Park Velociraptor.
0: Kind of, eh? I I like and the Tarask uh thing here
1: yeah because of the big spines on the back right mm. um it and, and yet of course having the sort of insectoid um component i mean it does almost looks like a little little um you know shrimp or like crustacean at the front with all the little uh appendages <laughs> yeah so it's it's like a multi-appendaged uh, um, Tyrannosaurus Rex It's got like multiple it's arms got, like ah. four useless they're, arms they're all, of... <laughs> they're all equally useless <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've <laughs> got six <laughs> yeah. Look at how many useless ar- arms hey. I have Oh you
0: think you've got two useless arms? Check me out Yeah <laughs> that's where that's where you really have to have trust, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do like this the, is uh, <laughs> this is from Shalon having seen the white spine at that menagerie that they were at, mm-hmm. and the one they saw was like emaciated and like really oh. sickly, right? So this thing mm-hmm. that she's drawn may not even be the proper representation of how big and beefy these things can be. So because this oh, one okay. she drew was the weak one in the cage, right? So. I'm yeah, just looking at
1: these, uh, protrusions, these horns, tusks, teeth, incisors. I don't, I don't know what they are coming out of this, um, white spine image, bottom left. Yeah. It's cool. Right. The sketch at the bottom left. Wow. That is really neat. And kind of in a way, little reminiscent of the predator for me. Oh yeah. I see. I see um, what you're saying. Like having, mul- like, like, I wonder if they move. Like any movement in and to out those teeth i think they, they well in them. and out or just to the sides or if there's any movement at all to them
0: he uh white spines use it to tickle people they're like
1: <laughs> tickling teeth of course they do um one thing to note here in the text which i thought was cool is that these tusks i think it's the bottom text i can barely read it. I, have get, I have to get really close here uh the tusks are highly prized as trophies <laughs> artisans engrave the surface or carve them into various shapes the tusks will change in color over time from the natural hue into a smooth polished white yeah neat eh yeah and i thought okay is that a little little thing about caladin you know he's he's a white spine um he's in a natural hue kind of state you know, he's dealing with the wretch. She's dealing with all these different things. Will he become polished white right. at some point? Will he get that opportunity? I don't know. Mm. This begins with another um, a, a little, um, I guess, investiture, okay. which is, that's that's coming up right here. Yeah, quote from um, the... Uh... Quote from the diagram. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it says our, sorry, one danger in deploying such a, potent weapon will be the potential encouragement of these exploring the nail bond have we had that before i Mm -hmm. believe that we have
0: yeah the nail bond is the bond between surge binder and spren okay the thing that allows them to be able to have surges is the bond between uh, man and spren what person and
1: spren person and spren that's the nail bond Mm Mm-hmm. Care must be taken to avoid placing these subjects in situations of powerful stress unless you accept the consequences of their potential investiture. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, is that sort of insinuating? Is this important here? Because that's what we have had between Kaladin and, and Sil is is a powerful stress that has occurred with this nail bond? Mm hmm.
0: Uh- I think what he's saying here or what, what hmm. the, the really smart Taravangian has written is you got to be right. careful putting these people into situations in which their surge binding will, their potential investiture will come out. Remember how um, oh, okay. the, um, Teft was like, my people, my family would literally throw themselves off cliffs in, in the hopes that they would manifest powers. And what they're saying here is right. you've got to take care, must, care must be taken to avoid placing these subjects in situations mm. of powerful stress unless you accept mm. the consequences of their potential investiture. Their investiture mm-hmm. being, and we've had this word many times now and with mm-hmm. no real explanation of what it means, their poten- mm-hmm. potential investiture meaning their power. So be careful what what's you do. invested. Yeah, yeah. What's invested in each person, right? Mm-hmm. That stormlight that's been invested in them.
1: That's that's an interesting way to put it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of neat, actually. I like that. Okay, getting into the chapter. Mm-hmm. It's chapter seventy-seven. Chapter two of the Sunderland. Man, are we on um, it or what? We are on it, like a river suddenly undammed. The four armies flooded out onto the plateaus. Shallan is watching from horseback. Her little part of the convoy included Vatha and her soldiers along with someone named Mari. I don't know if we've had that name before, M-A-R-R-I, Mm-mm. which is her lady's maid. No. Okay. Gaz had not arrived yet. Vatha claimed to not know where he was. Um, next paragraph for me, I noted that That it's it's Shallan's perspective. She's the one who's um, thinking all these these things. A story that had begun with Gavilar and Dalinar's first hunting expedition into the unclaimed hills Mm -hmm. years ago. I like the fact that she's kind of seeing it as a narrative as well. Right. She's seeing, she's looking at these, you know, the thousands of soldiers marching out. Um, Must be a grand spectacle. Mm -hmm. And she can't help but feel like a part of a story started by. Gavilar, and Dalinar, and the unclaimed hills. Now came the final chapter, the, the mission. final
0: chapter to
1: Got to get a little Europe in there. Yeah. For all our European listeners, little Europe. <laughs> um, now came the final chapter, the mission that would unearth the truth and determine the future of the shattered plains, the Parshendi, and perhaps. Alethcar itself right I just I love that it's one of my little highlights is her referring to it as a story that she's a part of we've already had that in the narrative previously mm-hmm. by your part to play yeah you know with Taravangian. Um, yeah I just I, I just think it's cool and it's nice Aedlin that things
0: come come around full circle because you know we know mm. that yes this whole thing started because the brothers went yeah. hunting and they came across hunting, these yeah. listeners these parshendi and then from there <sighs> things went downhill right
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adolin trots up beside Shallan on Sureblood mm-hmm. a beautiful pure white horse and she says you purposefully gave me a slow horse didn't you sure did Oh, I'd smack you if I could reach you up there. <laughs> you said you don't have a lot of experience riding. So I picked a horse that had a lot of experience being ridden. Trust me, you'll be thankful. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I want, I, I like it that, you know, he picked a horse with a lot of experience riding. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a way it's, it's kind of a protective move. Yeah. It's, right? it's, it is. It's
0: actually quite smart. If you, you've never ridden yeah. before, I'm not going to give you one that is going to buck you. I'm going to give right. you one that's very used to having used people to on being it. Ri- yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, I, I took it as a little thing that he's he's caring. For I'd be her
0: curious what uh, what Denver Rose has to say about this because she's uh, quite the uh, equestrian. She's quite the the, Is the horse she? girl. Yeah. So I'd well, be curious to hear what I she did had not to say about that. this, you know, whole thing that Adeline's pulling here. Is this the right move in the horse world?
1: Yeah. Um. You purposefully gave me this slow horse. Yeah, I did. I want to, to ride in a majestic charge, though, as we begin our expedition. Says Shalon. And you can do so, right. says Adelin. Yeah, but slowly. Well, technically, slow speeds can be very majestic. <laughs> yeah, but technically, a man doesn't need all of his toes. So shall we remove a few of yours to prove it? He laughs. As long as you don't hurt my face, I suppose. Again, I love it, him protecting his face. Mm-hmm. A little later, we learn that, I think it's coming up, actually, that his helmet is... Uh, to the side he doesn't want it to mess his hair yeah. uh before yeah. he needs yeah. the helmet so you know great. um don't be ridiculous I like your face oh so yeah this is sh- th- we, we do get quite a bit from here uh from Shalon that, that she does like him mm-hmm. she reveres him but we get another thing in this that yeah. surprised me
0: yeah just literally Shard right here plate. There. yeah
1: Shard plate helm hanging from his saddle, so as not to mess up his hair. I had to put it as one of my little highlights. I just, <laughs> it, it just enforces the character. You yeah. know, it's just you're you're the reader's reminded by what's important to him. Yeah. Shallan is that's why he got out of the horse but yep. his hair is also important. He's
0: also yeah he also really cares about his hair. And you know what? And I, I can't, can't blame him. He's got this like terrific blonde hair with black streaks in it. Come on, you got to protect that shit.
1: <laughs> I'm totally thinking the vibes of The Hair Harrington here. I'm watching Stranger Things. I I love Steve. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's just the hair. I haven't
0: I've only watched it's 2 just, episodes yet. We haven't found enough, okay, enough time to be able no to go. Okay. No spoilers. But man, do I love that character. So The great. hair yeah. is
1: just the best. Yeah. Uh him and Dustin. Oh yeah, it's just it's phenomenal. Um, okay. Um, he was kind. This is Shalon thinking about mm-hmm. Adelin. He was kind. He was noble. He was genuine. It didn't matter that he wasn't brilliant. That's hilarious. Yeah, it, didn't, <laughs> it doesn't didn't really matter, matter so much that he's, he's, he's kind of yeah. stupid. Yeah. yeah, which reminds me of another great quote that I absolutely adore, which is uh, in Mary Poppins when, um, oh gosh, what's her name? I can never never, never remember that actor. Anyway, she was a Broadway star. Big deal. She, um... You mean Mary Poppins? Says, Mary Poppins Julie, when she Julie comes Anders? in the door with... with no, no, not, not, not Julie. The, the, the actor that plays uh, the little kid's uh, mother. Oh, yes. And she comes in with the suffragette song about, the vote, mm-hmm. about women's votes and rights. And she says, uh, although we adore men individually, as a group... We we think they're rather stupid. <laughs> so yeah. I just, every time I hear that line, it's like my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That is my highlight. I think that's my highlight of Mary Poppins. Is really <laughs> okay. That. Well,
0: when we do a pod about Mary Poppins,
1: I'll ask you your highlight. Yeah. Okay. So going back to this, um, he was kind, noble, genuine. Nah, it's, it didn't matter that he wasn't brilliant or whatever else Caledon was.
0: Right. So she's like, you know, like. She
1: couldn't even define it. Yeah. Says here. So there. Next paragraph, Sean. This is huge. This is huge. This next paragraph, unless I'm wrong, this is about Kaladin. Yeah, no, Passionate. it totally is. It totally is. It's in, it's in italics. Passionate with an intense smouldering resolve. A leashed. Oh my god, that's funny. Smouldering resolve. Now, now I'm thinking. T- now I'm totally dizzying out here. The smolder, which was uh, the look on on Flynn Ryder's face in. Tangled, which would be the Rapunzel <laughs> you story. Just love
0: that movie so much. Right? Where
1: where he gave he gives the smolder. Like here's the look I'm giving to give you the smolder. <laughs> yeah. Um, passionate with an intense smoldering resolve, a leashed anger that he used because he had dominated it. Yeah. yeah let's let's hope so. Let's hope it's leashed and that Kaladin dominates it. And a certain tempting arrogance, not the haughty pride of a high lord, instead the secure, stable sense of determination that whispered no matter who you were or what you did, you could not hurt him, could not change him. He was. Remember how Sills saying, just be? Mm-hmm. He was. Right. Like the wind and rocks were. That's not, she's not talking about Adelin there. No, she's think. talking,
0: she is saying there is something about this man. And, and right. we know that Cal feels the same way. There is something her, right? There's something about her. There's
1: something about her. Shalon completely missed what Adolin had said, and now <laughs> she was blushing. She says, what was that? Yeah. And then Adolin says, I said that Sabariel has a carriage. You might want to travel with him. Because I'm too delicate for riding, <laughs> says Shalon. Did you miss that I walked back through the chasms in the middle of a high storm? Uh, no, n- yeah. but walking and riding are different. <laughs> I mean, the soreness... The soreness, she asks, why would I be sore? Doesn't the horse do all the work? <laughs> That's so funny. He looks at her, his eyes are widening, and she's like, um, dumb question. You said that you had ridden before. Yeah, ponies on my father's estates around in circles. All right, from that expression, I'm led to believe that I'm being an idiot. <laughs> when I get sore, I'll go ride with sabariel This is great. Again, I love Mr. Sanderson's... Um, uh, dialogue. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so much fun to read. You,
0: you, you, you learn so much about the characters just through
1: their interactions with each other. It's oh, so great. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, um, in, in the, in the paragraphs, in the text that's devoted to, you know, just, um, informing us about what's going on. There's, there's, there's so much, mm-hmm. but you're right. The dialogue, there's so much there. There is a lot. You're right. He's just constantly giving the reader it's something. Like to that, that line shoot, when she's like, did you,
0: uh, did you miss that I walked back through the chasms in the, mi- <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a high storm? Like for me, yeah. I'm reading about between the lines and it says, did you miss that I'm a total fucking badass and that I walked back through the chasms in yeah. the middle? You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's what yeah, she's saying to him. That's it. Remember, that's I'm a really badass. Saying. I'm paraphrasing. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh, geez. I love it. Dumb question. Ponies When to get sore. Okay. He says, before you get sore. We'll give it an hour. Right. So again, he's protecting her. Next paragraph, like what you said, which I loved when you reminded me of this, is that even though Jasnah's gone, mm-hmm. she's not gone. Right. And she comes up. She comes up all the and time. And so this is, I and know you know, it's what? Wo- it is wonderful.
0: And, and I equated to how Gavilar. Was always around in the first book, even though the, the old king sure. Gavilar was dead in, already dead in Way of Kings. He yeah. he the, the specter. Remember, I always said the specter of yeah, the, old the, kin, the old king. Yeah. He he stayed with them all the time. Da, uh, Gal, uh, Dalinar would quote him. It would always come up with Yasna and Shallan's research. Like he he always was around, even though the mm-hmm. whole reason they were at the Shattered Plains was because of him. So he was always there, and now the same thing happened to his daughter. She dies early like, in the book and her, she stays there the entire time. She's with us the whole way.
1: They're like nearly headless Nick, like the ghosts <laughs> they that are. hang around. In, and he just pulls
0: it back and in like a slit uh, in yeah. the neck. Yeah, yeah. It's gross. My <laughs> kids hate that. Nearly headless. My,
1: my kid. can you fast forward? I don't want to see nearly headless
0: Nick. That's what my kids <laughs> say.
1: Jasnah <laughs> had once defined a fool as a person who ignored information because it disagreed with desired results. Mm-hmm. This I love is one of my highlights, not only because it's another little reminder that Yasna is alive and well with her wisdom and what she has taught Shallan, but because this is actually amazing advice to think on. It really is.
0: It's it's great.
1: You know, you you can't choose the narrative first before the information. Right. Um, The army as a whole was moving quite slow. Dalinar had brought six massive mechanical bridges Mm-hmm. he'd also brought all of the other bridgemen which that's got me worried they keep stressing that that's like yeah, it's
0: not just bridge feet, four it's all those bridge bridges that he took them. from yeah. Uh, sadius yeah so
1: i'm on shaky ground with with that mm-hmm. um perhaps the weeping won't take a major character perhaps the major characters be all be minor taking, characters that die. <laughs> well it, well not minor at all i mean the bridgemen like yeah, like. Know. I, know. I mean, it, it 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 makes it makes sense. Bridge one, that many two, of the and major char-
0: five through twelve all die, but Bridge four was fine
1: somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I just I I I couldn't predict. I I still can't predict uh, if we're going to lose any major characters by the end of this book. I really don't know. As of this, I'm just I'm nervous. <laughs> I wish <laughs> just, I could so, tell you. I so, wish I so could. tell whenever. You. I don't tell me. I'm just. Uh, I'm just thinking though that when they're reminding us, like, okay, in the bridge, the bridge, all the, all the rest of the Bridgemen are there. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, you're you're reminding us because, you know, that's a potential, chopping block right. threat. Anyways, <sighs> brought all the former Bridgemen, uh, man, and their the their man carried bridges designed as copies of the ones that they had left in Sadius's camp, so they actually have reconstructed New bridges that yeah. what what they used to yeah mm-hmm. Sabarial so only had a couple of bridge crews that's interesting he
0: doesn't really need them he doesn't go out he never he goes go out a go plateau runs right he'd rather pay the fines
1: i i was trying to i was trying to read into it yeah we'd rather pay the fines or it's that he's not that interested in the gem hearts no because he makes more
0: money on doing what he does right
1: uh, uh, back at the war camps Right. He's found an, another way to, yeah. So he's got no need for bridges. And one
0: of the things he said to Shalom when they first were taking that carriage ride back to his war camp was that it's actually cheaper for me to pay the fines than for me to pay out the families
1: of the soldiers that die out, out on the field. For, for someone, yeah, you're, I mean, ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect financial sense. Right. He's an he's a, he's a economist. He acts like a buffoon, um, but he's kind of a genius at, at what he does. I will say this though, for the guy that has the, the least amount of bridges,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he has built one, I think now between himself and Dalinar. Oh, by for sure. By coming Absolutely. And that's part so, of the
0: reason to come too, right?
1: She noticed somebody running up on, the, um, running up the line of the troops behind her, a short man with an eye patch Yay. who drew, who drew glares from Adolin's Bridgman, so they're glaring at, and it's Gaz. Well,
0: it's by Bridge 4. They're like, oh, we know that fucker.
1: He's carrying a package under his arm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't guess what it was when I was reading this. I couldn't guess. Yeah. I, what the hell is it? What could it be? Sorry, sorry, he says. It came. You owe the merchant two sapphire bromes, Brightness. It? Yeah. You asked me to find one for you. I, I storming did. She unwraps the cloth, and inside is a book. The words of Radiance. The cover said. The sides were worn, and the pages faded, stained. Some spilled ink. Rarely had she seen; had she been as pleased to receive something so damaged. Gaz, she said, "You're wonderful." Mm-hmm. He, gr- he grinned, shooting Vatha a triumphant smile. "Thank you," Shalon says. Thank you truly Gaz. Yes. It's tr-
0: kind of fitting, eh, that uh, she finally gets this book back in the same like pretty much page that she mentions Yasna again. It's like I finally got something back that I lost. Even though I can't get it mm-hmm. all back, I finally got something that I back that I lost that was really important, sure. you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice.
1: And I, like I just it. I, I it it couldn't have just been more um meaningful when this happened n- n- for so many reasons. One because it's Gaz. Yeah. He really so is
0: trying to become a better person, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, I know. I just hope, I just kind of hope that if there's any future for Gaz in this story, that, uh, that the, you know, bridge, bridge for the bridgeman end up giving him a break. Yeah. They just realize acknowledge
0: that, that he's changed or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know,
1: yeah. um, that would be cool if, uh, that opportunity is given Gaz. But, uh, the other thing that makes it so great is that I'm looking at my book in reading this with you and it's all worn the spine is all worn dude look it was just i'm holding so mine up mine, mine's the
0: hardcover i don't even have right i don't it's even destroyed. have the hard. it's just pages <laughs> bound i don't even have the hardcover parts oh my
1: gosh that is swollen like four times its original size did you read that in the tub yes i did because it looks like it's, it looks like 18 times bigger yeah. it's like a sponge it's huge it's like huge it's huge yeah dude that's, a, that's officially the tome, the it tome is, version. It's the,
0: the lots of words of radiance. That's what this version is The called. lots of <laughs> ver- <laughs> Ex,
1: extra words of radiance. Yeah. Okay. We get a scene change here. Shalon found the distraction of the book extremely welcome. The armies were moving around rather slow, as she uh, uh, quotes here, as uh, slow as a, a herd of sleepy chulls. And the scenery she did find was boring. Even though she had said, I think the opposite to the boys earlier, Mm -hmm. the book was wonderful and frustrating, but what was the wicked thing of eminence in quotes that led to the recreance? She thought it Mm -hmm. was their second day of traveling out on the plains. She was riding in the coach. It had baffled Adeline that she didn't have her maid with her. But Shalon did not want to explain pattern to the girl. Right. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's, let's go back a second here. She's reading the to book. the wicked thing
1: of eminence. Yeah.
0: She's reading a, the book and there's, a, there's a, a quote in it that she can't get out of her head. And it's mm-hmm. the wicked thing of eminence that led to the recreance. So we've learned through these two books what mm. the recreance is, mm-hmm. but we don't know why they gave up their oaths. We still have no no idea why they decided to abandon all their shards and give up being Knight's Radiant. And drop all their... Yeah. Right. We still don't know why. And it seems to be that there's a hint here, which is the wicked thing of eminence. So sh-
1: she seems they must to have, be... The oath had to have been a lie. Hmm. That's...
0: Well, we're going to, uh, we might be able to find out because it seems that this is a hint that maybe the answer to that is in Words of Radiance.
1: In the book itself. It might be.
0: Yeah. And it might be, right? It might be in our book, yeah, Words of Radiance, it right. and it might be right. in right. her book, Words
1: of Radiance. So. The wicked thing of eminence. Eminence, that's, I, did, I, should, I should have looked up the word to get uh, a better definition of it. The, eminence.
0: I think it's a wicked thing of evanescence. Is that what it is? That's, no. <laughs> <In essence>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny um, okay well maybe we can we can ruminate on that mm-hmm. in a bit I don't know if I want to take up the time now but yeah the, that's the no, it's thing like of it's definitely
0: something to think about as we're as Shallan's reading of Words that. of Radiance and we're reading the end of this Words of Radiance maybe keep that in your mind
1: it it reminds me again it just keeps coming up that radio headline from Paranoid Android ambition makes you look pretty ugly it's oh, so good Bum, bum, wicked, bum, bum, a wicked bum, thing of bum, eminence.
0: Bum, 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 bum. It's So Dun,
1: good. No, 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 no. no. It's, <laughs> it's so good. You know what? T- to me, Radiohead is a, is a verb. It's something you do. It's, <laughs> you, it's Radiohead, like, because like, you like, it's like a bobblehead. Like, cause, yeah. the music is so, so great. You know, it, it's seven four time. Whatever. whatever, quickly, whatever going on, quickly going on.
0: Quickly. Favorite album
1: by Radiohead. Yeah. Ugh, I have
0: to pick just quickly. Just knee jerk reaction, dude. <laughs> knee jerk reaction. Dude, well.
1: Oh geez, I don't know. Uh, I don't want an Kid explanation. A. I just want a title. Kid A, but yeah, damn so the Benz, Planet Telex. Okay. Give me a break.
0: Whoa, whoa! That, I didn't say was a one. I didn't say rank your dude.
1: Okay, look, <laughs> we, we do multiple highlights. You can't say I can't pick multiple Radiohead records for this. <laughs> that's it.
0: very true. Forget that's it. very true. Okay. If I can break the if I can break the rules, you
1: can too. <laughs> We're all about the multiple singles here.
0: On this show. <laughs> yeah, um, just um, for for FYI, "In Rainbows" is mine. But
1: let's continue. Yeah, that's a great record. Mm-hmm. But okay. Anyways, um, gush, gush, gush. Listen to Radiohead. Um, second day of travels, riding in coach. The book had a chapter for each order of the knights radiant mm-hmm. and talked about their tr- their traditions, their abilities, and their attitudes. It's like a textbook almost. This, dude, this is amazing. I want, I really want to read the actual thing. You (laughs) know what I mean? So I I know that it feels like we are because I'm reading the words of Radiance right now. So, um, but at the same time, I almost, I almost want to read the actual. That's what he's, he's he's probably already written them knowing
0: sanderson he's probably already written them and once the series is over he'll probably release oh by the way guys here's the word here's the way of kings the actual way of kings here's the words of radiance the actual words of radiance wouldn't that be awesome
1: it'd be incredible be incredible um the book had a chapter for each of these things but it was written 200 years after the Recreants. right and by then facts lore and superstition had mixed freely I love that. And it, and it was written in an old dialect of Alethi using the protoscript, which was the precursor to what they use now, which is the women's script mm-hmm. of uh, of the modern day. Yeah, that's really cool, eh? It is cool. But again, it's part of her frustration because she spends all of her time sorting out meanings, occasionally calling over some of Navani's scholars mm-hmm. to help out with definitions and interpret. It's it a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like this is something her and Yasna would have loved to have you know.
0: Oh, of course. To
1: pour Gone through over in, yeah, in great course. detail. Yazna's Yazna probably, would have been like.
0: Yazna probably read her copy many times over and she, cause she gave that copy true. to, to Shalon, right? So she, I'm right. sure they would have went through it and she would have said, well, oh, ma- make sure you read this passage and that passage.
1: She'd learned a great deal from this book so far. Um, each order had different ideals mm-hmm. to determine advancement.
0: Remember we've talked um, about that, right?
1: Yep some orders were individualistic like windrunners, which functioned in teams with a specific hierarchy. I put a, I put an, ast- an asterisk there functioned in teams, yeah. a windrunner. Yeah. Do, do we know definitively that Kaladin is a windrunner?
0: If he were to be any night radiant, he would be a windrunner, a windrunner Sill told him as much. The thing that right. I find and really given, funny given is, the, is that Syl yeah. has said she's the only one that defied the rules and came to the physical world to find someone, to find Cal. She's the only honor spren. So That has done so. Yeah, that has done so. But they typically mm. work in teams, which is really funny because she's the only one. He's the only Windrunner. She said, I'm the only one that's come. So... It's kind of the opposite. Only
1: one that, but maybe she's the only one that she knows of. And what I was dreaming up when I heard team is, I'm thinking, oh man, I'm thinking this is, you know, this is the Avengers. Right. This is like some kind of a superhero team. Mm-hmm. This is maybe why Shalon and um and Kaladin have this connection,
0: right? But what um, they're saying, the book is saying, is that they that while some orders are individualistic, Windrunners mm-hmm. tend to work as a te- teams of other Windrunners. And that there's a hierarchy right. among oh, okay.
1: them. Okay, so they're saying with other Windrunners. Okay. What I'm
0: saying is that Sill, and that Sill is the only uh, honor sprint that came to, give, to, to make a Windrunner. So it's funny that the book says one thing, but the evidence we have in the actual real world is that there is only one potential Windrunner out there. Remember, because mm. she said no other, no other honor sprint would give Zeth the ability to do what he's doing. So he's doing things by other means. And mm. then she's the only honor sprint out. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that makes me a little more confused, but okay. Um, would the others be appearing then, she thinks, with regards to the Knights Radiant, mm-hmm. as she and Yasna had. Men who could glide elegantly across the ground as if they weighed nothing. Women who could melt stone with a touch. Pattern had offered some insights, telling her what sounded likely to, that uh, what was real um, and what was a mistake based on hearsay. Mm-hmm. His memory, his, it says here, his memory was spotty, but it was growing much better. And hearing what the book said often made him remember more. Which is great. That's cool. That, yeah. That he's helping her out with this. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, it's, I, and he's I like
0: helping that. her out and it's helping him out too.
1: Right. Yeah. The, at least at least one of them is still continuing uh, with their, I guess their bond. Right. I want Sil back so bad. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I just hope that the Stormfather was incorrect or lying about that she's dead. The coach did make her feel shut away though. So being inside, studying in the coach, not everyone who tries to take care of you is trying to do what your father did. Mm-hmm. She told herself, this is written in italic. So it's like two different, um, I guess points of view within her mind or something like the So she's, she's, I guess, feeling like her, her father would, you know, tuck her away. Right. But then she's got a part of herself that's reminding herself hey but you know what not everyone is like your your dad dad. yeah exactly yeah Yeah, that's that's one of my little highlights actually is this little moment Mm -hmm. um she had pain in her thighs from riding in the saddle but stormlight had made it vanish hmm interesting Mm -hmm. pattern says hmm and he climbs up onto the door of the carriage and pattern says it comes Shallan looks out the window. There were drops of water sprinkling her face. The rocks began to be coated and darkened. There began a steady drizzle. It's the weeping. Mm -hmm. She pulls down the shades and scoots to the center of the seat so she wouldn't get uh, rained on. She soon found out the pleasing sound of water muffled the soldiers' voices and made a, a better reading experience. A quote... Sparked her interest, and so she dug out her sketch of the shattered plains and her old maps of Stormseat. I need to find out how these maps relate, multiple points of reference, preferably. So she's trying to overlay them. I think mm-hmm. to, if she, if she can get one or two points of reference, right, that could be a great indicator of how to proceed.
0: Right, I can kind of see it develop. You know, like she's got one map, she's got another map. And if she could, like, put, mm-hmm. she'd get one of those maps on, like, see through paper and then, like, put them over top of each other and then, like, line Overhead them projector. up. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> and then there's, like, one that, like, connects them or whatever. Like, the, right. Know.
1: What really drew her attention was the Oath Gate, though. On the map of Stormseat, Jasnah thought that it was represented by a round disc, like a dais on the southwestern side of the city. Was there a doorway there on that dais somewhere? a magical portal to Urethiru how did one of the knights operate it Mm -hmm. let's ask Zeth (laughs) because he was dangling his legs uh, I think off the top of it he was hanging out in Urethiru
0: like he he didn't need an oath gate to get there though he could just like fly there
1: what's the deal what's up Zeth Zeth dude come on let us in
0: just like let's hang out or whatever like have some shauta
1: yeah (laughs) We'll give you some stew. Just take us to Urithiro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay.
0: <laughs> I'll share some orange wine.
1: Yeah. Shallan's uh, carriage started to slow. And I think it stops. The door opens and it's High Lady Nivani. Mm-hmm. But standing with her is Dalinar, who's holding up an umbrella for her. Yeah. I like this a lot.
0: Yeah. I think cute. this
1: is cool. The blackthorn holding an umbrella for Nivani. I really like this. Mm-hmm. This is cute. Would you mind company? Navani says, "No, not at all." Brightness. So, Navani gets in. Dalinar leaves. I love this so much. The, this
0: is like incredible. This this whole the, the part. Two of them here. This is oh, yeah. This whole part is just
1: incredible. I'll point out to you my wild, wildly inaccurate theories. Oh jeez,
0: uh, what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Like, you hey, look, yeah, it's You're allowed. That's what I'm, makes I'm the show fun. I'm super nervous. Yeah. I'm
1: like on edge all the time. Come on, like I'm like that character. It was that guy that the guy who's I'm fear. I'm, like, I'm in a state of panic and fear. Oh, and inside you know, like, out. You, you know that inside out. You know that guy with that. <laughs> like yeah, like that's me. Okay. When I'm reading, <laughs> when I'm, re- I'll be lucky to be alive by the time we finish this pod. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I might have like mid pod. Heel yeah. over and done that's it <laughs> um okay um they start rolling again, and uh, Shalon's thinking what what was my relationship now with Nivani? Yeah, she was Adolin's aunt, but she was romantically involved with his father, so she was kind of Shalon's future mother in law although by voran tradition Delanor would never be allowed to marry her right I, always that little little dagger I find to remind us about Shallan's Vornism. Yeah. yeah I know it's it's a little steady prod in this series I don't know mm-hmm. like I, I, so so if Navani and Dalinar were to get married Shalon would greatly disapprove how would she show that she,
0: disapproval she, pro- she probably wouldn't disapprove but she's just saying the yeah. church the Vorn church would definitely disapprove she she's very well learned in, in all those things
1: Shallan had tried for weeks to get this woman to listen to her, and had failed. Now, she seemed to have been forgiven for bearing the news of Yasna's death. Did that mean that Navani actually liked her? So, Shallan says, did Dalinar exile you to the coach to protect you from getting sore, as Adolin did to me? Sore? Heavens no. If anyone should be riding in the coach, it's Dalinar. When there is fighting to be done... We'll need him rested and ready. I came because it's rather difficult to read while riding in the rain. And that's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, right. It's exactly what right. what Shalon kind of realized by going in the coach. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to go in the coach. She wanted to be part of this majestic march at right. first. Aiden's like, You're gonna get sore. Well she kind of fought. She him a went bit. in the
0: coach after she got the words of radiance. Gaz is like, here. Right. And she's like
1: going to the coach Yeah, going to the <laughs> coach. <laughs> It hasn't been an hour I don't care i, don't I care. got a book yeah, It's only been 20 yeah, minutes Yeah I've got a book This is great Yeah you're right This is great um, She's a bit like Belle I guess Why am I on a Disney kick the book You know scene. what
0: you, you know what though Shalon is very much like Belle in that way Well the book
1: Oh there's, oh, there's a rectangular object dun, dun, dun,
3: dun,
0: dun, I'm going to
1: go It's Belle Okay well, sore, heavens no, it's easier uh, to read while uh, inside of the, of the coach. So Shalán says, oh, and sh- I'm sure she's thinking that she made the exact same decision. Mm-hmm. I've been ignoring things that I should not, says Navani, because they bring me pain. I'm sorry, says Shallan. You have nothing to apologize for, Nivani says, holding out her hand towards Shalán, She says, may I? Looking to I guess take a look at her notes right, Shalon hesitates, Navani says you are engaged in work you obviously think is very important. This city, Yasna was searching for, according to the notes you sent me. Perhaps I can help you interpret my daughter's intentions. I love this, and shes thinking was there anything in these pages that would incriminate Shalon and reveal her powers, her activities as veil again. Kind of like Kaladin, I love that these characters have other things to protect and preserve. And I like it when they don't forget that.
0: Because remember she was like super about like, I can't show how good of an artist I am because if Mm -hmm. I do, word could get back to the ghost bloods and then my cover's blown. Right. And then now she's like, is there anything in here that could incriminate me? Because one, she doesn't know everyone who's a, a ghost blood right? She doesn't know everybody that's in that organization. And two, she's really trying to preserve, she says, her activities as Veil. There's a whole other life that she's trying to protect right here, and it's really fucking awesome. I love it.
1: It's really cool. It's, probably, it's, it's another little highlight, I think. Um, she didn't think so, so she hesitantly hands over her papers. Navani was reading by Sphere light. the organization of these notes is interesting, Navani says. Shallan was blushing. The organization made sense to her. Mm-hmm. Shalon found herself growing oddly anxious. There's that odd word again. Mm-hmm. She'd wanted Navani's help, but now she found herself feeling like the woman was intruding. This had become Shalon's project, her duty, her quest. Navani, would she insist on taking over completely? Right. Nivani, I think, picks up on this because she says, you think like an artist. I can see it in the way you put the notes together. Well, I suppose I can't expect everything you do to be annotated precisely as I'd wish. A magical portal to another city? Yasna actually believed in this? Yes, Shalon confirms. Hmm, Nivani says. Then it's probably true. That girl never did have the decency to be wrong an appropriate amount of the time. Nivani says, oh, don't get so touchy. I'm not going to steal the project from you. Mm -hmm. She senses uh, Shallan's anxiousness. Shallan says, I'm that transparent? This research is obviously very important to you. I assume Yasna persuaded you that the fate of the world itself rested upon the answers you find? She did. Damnation, Nivani says. I shouldn't have ignored you. It was petty. It was the act of a grieving mother. Scholars don't have time for such nonsense, says Navani. And Shallan could see a single tear in the woman's eye. Mm
0: -hmm. This is my highlight. This next line here from Shallan is my highlight.
1: You're still human, Shallan says, reaching across, putting her hand on Navani's knee. We can't all be emotionless chunks of rock like (laughs) Yasna.
0: She's taking a big shot here, insulting... A dead woman to her mother <laughs> in an emotional moment. It is a very ballsy and I, I approve. <laughs> there's always, there's Navani. always room for jokes. Always.
1: Navani smiles and says, she's sometimes had the empathy of a corpse. Didn't she? <laughs> Brings it out of her too.
0: Yeah. It's so great.
1: Comes from being too brilliant. Says Shalon. You grow accustomed to everyone else being something of an idiot. Trying to keep up with you. Chana knows, says says Navani. I wondered sometimes how I raised that child without strangling her. By age six, she was pointing out my logical fallacies as I tried to get her to go to bed on time. I always just assumed that she was born in her (laughs) thirties. Right? That's funny. Yeah. Oh, she was. It just took 30 some years for her body to catch up, says Navani. I won't take this from you, but neither should I allow you to attempt a project so important on your own. I would be part figuring out the puzzles that captivated her. It will be like having her again. My little Yasna, insufferable and wonderful. I think that's my. Idea.
0: So, um, working on this, figuring out the puzzles that captivated her, it will be like having mm-hmm. her again. And this is mm-hmm. what we've been talking about all book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That she's not mm-hmm. truly gone. She's with us. And that, yep. and even Navani's like, sees it. She's like, you know, working on this with you will be like, she's here. And I love that. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Like, I really, mm-hmm. I really feel it. Like I really, you know, it's such a really cool through line through this whole book. And, uh, you know, the big exclamation point at the end of it is Navani saying, yeah, I should, I, I acted stupidly. I should have, this was petty. And now that I get a chance to work with you on it, it'll be like. I get to be with Yasna again, even for a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and what a great resource for Shalon! Like, of course, resource. to have a, an
1: amazing scholar yes. like Devani to go over this. Yeah, this is, it is, it is amazing. My little Yasna, insufferable and wonderful. That's my highlight for this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, I think w- when she produces the tear earlier, um, when they're connecting, Um, uh, it's a really good moment. And insufferable and wonderful, I thought would have been a nice alternative title for this chapter, because the chapter it's kind of about getting the words of radiance, yeah and it is insufferable and wonderful. it is um, And we'll see if this experience of uncovering Urtheru is also going to be insufferable and wonderful. right <laughs> It would be an honor to have your aid, Brightness Nivani. You're trying to overlay the seat. With the shattered planes, storm seat with the shattered planes. It's not going to work unless you have a point of reference. Preferably, two, actually, Shalon says. It's been centuries since that city fell. It was destroyed during a Hariatim itself, I believe. We're going to have trouble finding clues out there, out here, though your list of descriptions will help. She taps her finger against the papers. This isn't my area of expertise, but. I have several archaeologists among Dalinar scribes. I could show them these pages. And this is where I began to get nervous. So I was really locked in on the previous page with the, the trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where I started to get a little uneasy. Right. We'll want copies of everything here. And I got even more uneasy. I don't want to lose originals to all of this rain. I could have the scribes work on it tonight after we camp. If you wish, says Shalon. It's your decision. You're serious, Shalan, Shalan says. Absolutely. Think of me as an additional resource. All right then. And then we get <laughs> And then there's like just verbal <laughs> diarrhea, amazing. she just goes off. This verbal, she goes off. Yes, have them make copies, and copies of this too. It's my attempt at recreating one of the murals described as being on the outer wall of the temple of Chenanarak in, in Stormseat. It faced leeward and was supposedly shaded, so we might be able to finish hints of it. Also, I need a surveyor to ma- to measure each new plateau we cross once we get farther in. I can draw them out, but my spatial reasoning can be off. I want exact sizes to make the map more accurate. I'll need guards, scribes to ride out with me ahead of the army to visit plateaus parallel uh, to ours, of course. It would really help if you could convince Dallinard to to allow this. And I'd like a team to study the quotes She goes on and on. This is amazing. I'd like a team to study the quotes of that page underneath the map. They talk about methods for opening the Oath Gate, which was supposed to be the duty of the Knights Radiant. Hopefully, we can discover another method. Also, alert Dalinar that we'll be trying to open the portal if we find it. I do not expect there to be anything dangerous on the other side, but he'll probably undoubtedly want to send soldiers through first. (laughs) She gets all of that out in a heartbeat as soon as Navani says, it's your decision.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Dude, oh, it's my decision. I'm taking sh- over. Shalon on fire. Yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> she is. It's she's, just, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like, this girl is on fire. You've done a, a touch of thinking about this, I see, says Navani. She blushes again. I'll see it done, says Navani. I myself will head the research team studying those quotes you mention. Do you know why Yasna thought this city, Urothiru, was so important? because it was the seat of the night's radiant and she expected to find information on them
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the void bringers so she was like dalinar trying to bring back powers that perhaps we should leave alone that's another asterisk for me right makes me wonder about nivani sorry can't help it mm-hmm. Shallan felt a sudden spike of anxiety. See, she's feeling the spike too.
0: Right. But for a totally different reason.
1: Okay. Because she's what, like... What I, reason is she feeling the Well, this she spike. says
0: it. She's like, I need to say it. Say something.
1: Oh, right, right.
0: She wasn't trying. She wasn't trying. She succeeded. She succeeded. succeeded, right.
1: succeeded Nivani says. I don't know what she said to you regarding the origin of her soulcaster, but the truth was that it was a fake. Yasna could soul-cast on her own, without any Fabriel. I saw her do it. She knew secrets from the past, secrets I don't think anyone else knows. Brightness, Navani, your daughter was one of the night's radiant. Navani raises an eyebrow. I swear this is true, says Shallan. On the tenth name of the Almighty. That is disturbing radiance heralds and void bringers alike are supposed to be gone we won that war i know i will go get to work on this Nivani says knocking for the carriage driver to halt the vehicle
0: that's huge yeah she she said it she said it yeah, it's like step one of saying it about yourself is saying it about someone else right Like, guess what? Jack would rather have tea than coffee. I'm just saying Jack would rather have tea (laughs) than coffee. And then like tomorrow, I'm like, actually, remember that thing I said about Jack liking tea than coffee? I was actually talking about myself. I actually rather tea than coffee,
2: (laughs) which is not true because
0: I actually would rather coffee than tea, but, but you get my point. (laughs) Sometimes you got to say something about someone else before you can say it about yourself. See how it tastes, see how it sounds coming out of your
1: mouth. I don't, I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. As a first-time reader, I don't know if this is good or bad. Right.
0: As a, a multiple-time reader, I get what you're saying. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> we, get, we get a scene change here, mm-hmm. and the first line is great. The weeping began. Mm-hmm. What We already got it earlier when the drops were coming. Right. But, okay. but this is from Kaladin's point of view. Kaladin's point of view. A steady stream of rain. Kaladin could hear it inside of his room. Weak miserable rain without the fury and passion of a true high storm. This is interesting because he, he admires the fury and passion in the high storm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like this weeping, miserable, simple rain. And I also want to point out that fury and passionate are two words that basically Shalon earlier was describing Kaladin right. with. Right. And if we go back a page insufferable and wonderful is what Navani said about, uh, Jasna. Right. So I just think it was kind of cool to have a couple of word couplings here that describe a couple of these characters. Yeah, it's great. And, and, um,
0: and we know Cal loves having stormlight inside his body. It's like having a storm raging it. inside you. So the yeah. weeping, you don't even, he doesn't have that feeling inside and he also was not really getting that feeling outside of his body because it's the weeping and there's nothing exciting going on. It's just sad I feel sad like rain. it's
1: raining. It's sad raining and he's listening to too many Cure records. Although yep. I would say there are, that's uh, an impossibility. You can't listen to the Cure enough no. in my opinion. I think that there's a but little it, girl it that comes up to him. it is good music for a rainy day. For sure.
0: And I think that there's a young girl that comes up to him and says, you know, it can't rain all the time.
1: It can't rain. And then he puts the like time. white makeup and the, black the, lines the,
0: on his and then he's the crow. Okay,
1: done. <laughs> You're talking about burn. Um, he curls up and tries to sleep, but he can't sleep. Mm-hmm. He's wide awake. Dalinar's army had left and he's not there with him. Right. So he can't sleep. He hated being wounded. Bed rest wasn't supposed to happen to him. Not anymore. Not not with my powers, not with my stormlight. And then it says, Sill, Ellipsis. The weeping was a bad time for him. Days were spent trapped inside, leaving him lethargic and uncaring. Mm -hmm. Again, this is not a good recipe for Kaladin. A knock comes at the door. He says, come. And the door opens. The overcast of the sky was kept from the weeping, made everything in perpetual twilight. Moash steps in. Wearing his shard plate, as always, since he got it. Can't put take, can't take it yep. off. Storms, Cal. Were you asleep? I'm sorry. No, I was awake. In the darkness? Callan shrugs. Moash clicks the door shut, takes off his gauntlet, hanging it from a clip. Pulls out a handful of spheres to light his way. Riches that would have seemed incredible to Bridgman were now pocket change to Moash. Right. It's cool, That's eh? It's pretty cool. I like those I like those reminders of the uh, development of these characters. Aren't you supposed to be guarding the king, says Kaladin? On and off, they quartered the five of us guards up by his rooms. In the palace itself, Kaladin, it's perfect. When? Says Kaladin. We don't want to ruin Dalinar's expedition, says Moash. so we're going to wait to assassinate the king. Right. Until he's out there some distance, maybe until he's engaged the enemy. That way... He'll be committed and won't turn back when he gets the news. Better for Alethkar if he succeeds at defeating the Parshendi, he will return a hero and a king. Kaladin nodded, feeling sick. Right. Yikes. I think another... (laughs) If I'm going to make another prediction here. I don't think Kaladin... I don't think Kaladin is going to sit and allow this to happen I think there's going to be a confrontation unfortunately between Kaladin and Moash that could be a really good scene right because that would be Kaladin keeping his honor and having to confront something that that would be so hard for him you know, like to confront a Bridgman. Right. A man his that he's brother. saved, a man not that he's protected. Not just one of the Bridgman,
0: he considers Moash his best friend.
1: Yeah. His equal in battle, the one that did the best during the training, mm. the one that he's now invested with a shard uh, blade and plate.
0: If he, If there is a confrontation, let's hope Cal gets the high ground. A little, a little Star Wars you, winky you do there. A bit yeah, in. a
1: little wink there, but and without sill, without Sil. Moash could be a very seriously deadly. And think, uh, uh, think about
0: Cal's uh, leg too. Cal can barely walk.
1: Yep, I don't know what Cal is going to do about this, but him feeling sick, I think that's indicative. It's indicative to to uh, to us, the reader, I think, mm-hmm. that he's not going to sit idly by. He. It's not going to happen the way that he's, say, that he's telling Moash. Mm-hmm. We have everything planned out, says Moash. We'll raise an alert in the palace when the assassin in white has been seen. Then we'll do what was done last time. Send all the servants into hiding in the rooms. Nobody will be around to see what we do. Nobody will get hurt. And they'll all believe that the Shin assassin was behind this. We couldn't have asked for this to play out better. And you won't have to do anything, Cal. Graves says that we won't need your help after all. So why are you here? Says Kaladin. I just wanted to check on you. Is it true what Lopin says about your abilities? That's storming her daisian. Mm-hmm. Lopin had stayed behind with, Dabber, with Dabbit and Habber to take care of the barracks and watch over Kaladin. Yes, Kaladin confirms. Well, What happened? I'm not sure. He lied. Mm-hmm. I offended Sill. I haven't seen her in days. Without her, I can't draw in stormlight. I want to point this out too with this lie thing. What do you think? Th- Earlier with Lopin, he could not lie to a bridgeman. Right. Here, he tells a little lie. Right. Is it because he considers Moash slightly outside of that Bridgman? You know what I mean?
0: Maybe. Um, it's actually really, a really, really awesome thing that you just pointed out because I don't think I noticed well, it. He couldn't, he could not lie to Lopin, but very quickly right. lies to Moash.
1: It's a slight one, but it's still there. I think that's indicative that he lies outside of the honor. Right. He's taken a step out.
0: Maybe he doesn't. Moash has. Maybe he doesn't fully trust moash at this time remember this chapter is called trust maybe that's Mm -hmm. why he lies to him is that he he's questioning this trust they have between each other hmm very good point dude i don't think i noticed
1: that yeah i don't know it's complicated and i think that that's that could be a component here what where this sander Lanch is headed is the clash between moash and kaladin uh, and also it ties in so well, and we're about to find out it ties in so well with the whole idea that, you know, sacrifices have to be made for the greater good. This Amram point, like Moash might as well be in Amram's camp. Right. Because of the way he thinks. though He does oh, lie yeah. to
0: him. He's like, I'm not sure. <clears throat> but then he tells him, he literally like tells him almost right away. So he lies to mm-hmm. him and maybe feels bad about lying to him. Maybe. Right? Because it says, you know, um, I've offended Syl. I haven't seen her in days. Without her, I can't draw in Stormlight. And then he says, we'll have to fix that somehow. Either that or Mowash get you a plate it. and blade on your own. And then Kaladin looked right. up at his friend. And maybe that's the moment where he realized that- I lied to you and I wouldn't normally lie to you. So he tells him right. the truth here. I think she left because of the plot to kill the king, Moash. I don't think a Radiant can be inv- could be involved in something like this. So he does lie to him initially, but then yeah. looks up at his friend and goes, "Fuck, he's my friend. Right. Why am I lying to him?"
1: Right. Almost right. And I had the I had friend underlined here because I wanted to bring that up. That it reinforces that yeah, he does consider him still a friend. Right. 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 So it is cool. It's a it's very super complex
0: awesome. thing, right?
1: It is. Shouldn't a radiant care about doing what's right, even if it means a difficult decision? Sometimes lives must be spent for the greater good, Kaladin says. Now, he, is Kaladin... So Kaladin is repeating Amram's right. line. Right. Does Now, what I was wondering is, does that mean that Moash's life is on the line from Kaladin because oh, sometimes see lives...
0: Yeah, I see what you're thinking. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's, that's interesting.
1: And upon hearing this, Moash says enthusiastically, Yes, exactly. Again, Moash is in Amram's frame of mind. I think Kaladin might also be in that but in a different way. Mm. Like maybe he has to kill his friend or at least stop him. Right. That's what Amram said, says Kaladin, in regards to my friends whom he murdered to cover up his secrets. Well, that's different, obviously. He's a light ice. Kaladin looked to Moash, whose eyes had turned as light a tan as those of any bright lord. Same color as Amram's. So are you, says Kaladin. Cal, <laughs> you're worrying me. Don't say things like that. Kaladin looks away. The king wanted me to deliver you a message. That's my excuse for being here. He wants you to come talk to him. What? Why? I don't know. He's been dipping into the wine now that Dalinar's gone. Not the orange stuff either. I'll tell him you're too wounded to come. Kaladin nods. Cal Moash says. We can trust you, right? You're not having second thoughts. You said it yourself, Kaladin says. I don't have to do anything. I just have to stay away. What could I do anyway? I'm wounded. With no spren. Everything was in motion. It was too far along for him to stop. Mm -hmm. Great, Moash said. You heal up all right. Moash walks out, leaving Kaladin in the darkness again. Yeah. That's the end of that chapter. That's killer, dude. It is. That last bit is awesome. And again, as a first time reader, like I have no idea what's going to happen with this. It's crazy. We can trust you, right? You're not having second thoughts. You said it yourself. I don't have to do anything. I just have to stay away. Yeah. Now, is he lying there? I think he's still not because, sure what he's to do. Because the thoughts, that's, I think that's what I think too. Yeah. He's, he hasn't made up his mind. Anyway, an amazing chapter, <laughs> like really, really good. Um, ooh, I just saw the title of the next one. Contradictions. Hmm we'll have to get to that uh next pod
0: mm-hmm. so what's your
1: so highlight, highlight. Yeah, we had a highlight? bunch we had a bunch we had a bunch i don't know i don't know i i said a bunch during during the uh the pod i'm gonna stick with my little yasna yeah it's pretty great what were the what were the Were insufferable and wonderful what the two words and wonderful yeah that's good yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with that and also relating it to the words of radiance and i gotta say second for the win gaz bringing the book
0: yeah it's pretty great
1: it's such a good little moment yeah i just loved it it was great yeah it's so good uh, my <clears> highlight going back from to earlier
0: was uh, when she insulted uh, a dead woman yeah. to her mother's face and it worked <laughs> <laughs> like it just great. But I also really love I really, really love figuring out the puzzles that captivated her. It will be like having her again. I just, that really yeah. touches me. Yeah. It really nails in the head kind of what we've been saying this whole book. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I really love it. It you know, it's, it's a really great sentiment, especially with Tracy's mom having passed, you know, last year. Um, mm. we try to keep her, her around as much as possible with stories and pointing out that, you know, you girls laugh just like grandma. And so, we, you know, they're no, yeah. people are never truly gone. They stay with us as long as we carry them with us. So I really, really love that. I think that's really, really awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess it's time to get to the info dump. We have a very tiny info dump today. Info dump. This info dump is actually not brought to you by uh, Buzzkill Joe because uh, Buzz was busy this week. So I did uh, a little bit of the work myself, only a little bit of uh, info here. Um, Fathom Bark is a painkiller that Cal talked Mm -hmm. about, um, which is, uh, you know, Cal said they try to stay away from two addictive painkillers like fire moss and so fathom bark fire. is a um kind of a substitute to using fire fire moss and i wanted to bring up that fire moss was also previously introduced in this book by tin she was actually using it recreationally like an actual drug um that's mm-hmm. the stuff that she pinched between her fingers smushed and then it like And lo- had to smoke yeah and had the smoke and it like kind of like mm-hmm. went in through her fingers and that's how she got high when i got mm-hmm. high when i got high when i got high <laughs> do, 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 do. um so we also learned about protoscript which is the precursor to the woman's script proto which is really yes. cool that's some of the stuff in words of radiance i didn't really want to go through all of words of radiance um because um we um we kind of already read all that uh, material already like all the stuff that's already mm-hmm. in there that she's sure. kind of figured out yep. so i figured no, let's not go through it again um uh quick fact check the lady who played Winifred Banks in Mary Poppins is named Glennis Johns. So I looked that up while we Glynis, were, while were recording. It. Yes, and nice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> last but not least, uh, we get another two mentions of Channarac the. Harold here. Um, yes. The, um, Navani Chana, says, Chana Navani. knows. I've wondered sometimes how I raise a child that could, uh, without strangling her. And then mm-hmm. Shalon says, I want you to make a copy of this outer wall of the temple of Chanarak and Stormseat. So we have been getting more and more of these um, Harold names, specifically Chana, Chanarak. So I just, I don't know why. It's, it, I it's, it's, am it's, going to...
1: Go ahead. I so I'm going to join Navani in the, uh, I guess, a reverence for Chana, but I will add Masala on the end of that because oh, okay. I'm a big fan of uh, Chana Masala. No, nice. There you go.
0: But uh, yeah, so um, that's the info dump. Um, if... Um hopefully we will get uh, Buzzkill Joe back next week and uh, he'll have a more in-depth mm-hmm. uh, info dump um, I think mine
1: was okay though it was like the good old days I, mm. well we we, we it was like the good old days it's, uh, it's good it's like it's good having a rough it we did we did fine <laughs> but we do appreciate but we really do Buzzkill Joe's um, help so. the
0: other people we really appreciate is we appreciate the Patreon team the team mm-hmm. that pretty much mm-hmm. makes this show work we we can't you know mm-hmm. we can't do it without you and we really appreciate it if you listeners who are not part of the Patreon team want to join it's never too late there's so many fun things to do Uh, so many benefits you get on the uh, on the site you get um, discord link and uh, you know early access to episodes there's bonus episodes on there depending on the tier that you pick so if you want to be part of the patreon team go to patreon.com slash heroes of I am not gonna read the long list today because mainly because today was the end of the month and some of the people are not on the list and they're supposed to be on the list and they're not on the list yet because things are wonky at the end of the month so we're not going to do it today, but I really do appreciate everyone on the Patreon team. So thank you very much for having joined. If you want to reach out to us and tell us that uh, I ramble on too much or that Jack's voice is just too damn sexy, you can do so at heroesofcathra at gmail.com. You can reach out at heroes <laughs> of one on Twitter. You can also find us on uh, the Storm Pod on Instagram, which is probably the best way you can find us. Anyways, everyone, um, we really appreciate you listening. Um, so next uh, chapters are... Seventy-eight. Ooh, I saw the title. Seventy-nine and mm-hmm. eighty. We are doing three chapters oh. next episode. Um, oh, because it oh, has whoa, whoa. To, it has to work okay. out that way because we're we had to triple up on one part in this part, and because there's two big chapters that I want to leave on their own for their own episodes and so in order to do that I had to triple up these are three smaller chapters so I think they go really well together as well Um, but uh, yeah so 78, 79 and 80 if you are reading along with us I I know there's a couple of you out there so Um, anyways thank you very much for listening we love you very much
1: till next time take care everybody The Storm Pod is brought to you
0: by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Mori. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Acathra.